Yo, 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 what it is. Welcome to another episode of Fire and Ice. I'm Carlton with the Heat. Man with the cool. Yes, yes, and we are the partners in podcasting. We're here for another rousing episode of Fire and Ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what you doing? What's, how you doing this week, bro? Not very well. My voice is gone. Your voice is like, we swapped. I feel like we swapped. Last week, my voice was hitting it. Now, this week, yours is. Yeah, I did a whole podcast Sunday with no voice. Like, it was worse than this. Wow. So, it was, it was bad. But you're, you're a champ. People liked it, though. So you're the champ, bro. Definitely. I be trying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they don't deserve me, man. You know, what I'm, I'm out here doing podcasts. Two hour, hour, and, I was, it was an hour and thirty minutes. No voice. Sunday night, it was like twelve in the morning. Had to break at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you still do conversation with Mo too, right? That's um, yeah, but I don't have to talk on that one, so it's fine. Okay, okay. Yeah, just, whatever she do, I, I'm talking on the next one she on, but I ain't got to talk on. I just produce and go home. And then send a track later on But it's still your energy though So it's still, you still exert the energy though Yeah, yeah, yeah It's a lot of time put in You know, with, with anything you try to do It's a lot of time But you don't look at that Because I like doing podcasts Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah Yeah, if you see You know, I got some water now uh, What? Brooke told me She said uh, When I left the library today I mean, I seen you earlier Yeah She said, well daddy You're not drinking no water I said, okay, you are kind of smart <laughs> <laughs> Cause I drink soda, but I guess that, that wasn't. That, that's not gonna help at this point. Yeah, there's some tea, some lemon probably, but I'm hard headed. You know, I ain't trying to do all that. I take too much time to heat it up and do all that. <laughs> government might do something to my tea. I don't know, man. Blame the uh, government. That's the thing for this week. Blame the government. And what they say, man, <laughs> hey, Facebook's only blame the government. So I'm just gonna listen to Facebook. Because <laughs> you know what? You know, Facebook never wrong. So never. I, I, I never seen a time when Facebook was wrong. Never. Always right. Hundred percent. Facts. All the time. So. <laughs> all right, y'all. So we got a guest in today. Um, he's gonna be talking with us about what he does in the city of Augusta, but also we'll talk to him about some of these topics that we got. Uh, we want to welcome to Fire Nights, Mr. Christopher Armstead. What's good? What's good? Oh yeah, what's good, man? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, trying to take it easy. Just real busy right now. But other than that, just uh, just living life, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, we here at Fire Nights, we ask our guests to pick an element, um, so we can kind of include you into the Fire Nights family. Um, what element would you like to be? Sir. Well, if I had to choose, I would be Captain Planet. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I heard that one That was good uh, I guess I'll be Earth Okay Just keep it real Down to Earth Okay cool Alright so we got Fire and Ice to Earth Today on Fire and Ice That's right Now for people Who don't know um, Again we film We record this show In Augusta It is Masters Week This week In Augusta um, mm-hmm. And I'm already <laughs> Aggravated By this whole situation Just having to Reroute Take different routes you know, normally it takes like five minutes to get to one location. You got to drive 20 minutes because you're going like the long way yep. and everything. Um, Christopher, how's Masters Week treating you so far? Well, I don't really deal with a lot of uh, Masters traffic. Okay. Because from where I work and where I live, it's not a real long distance, so I don't really have to go across town much. But uh, when I do have to go out, I really, I don't know. I'm just... I'm over it too. I've been over it for years, man. <laughs> for years. So I mean, it's 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 just something that's a tradition here, and I I mean that's cool and all, but everybody act funny on Masters Week, Bruh, right? So. <laughs> right. You know what? The, the, the city definitely acts funny. It's like you be places that was dirty all year. It's all clean, clean and nice up, now, yeah. and everything. Like places that would be closed. It's like all open and spacious and everything. It's just like. It's a whole different Augusta. When you see, and then when you see, like, if you actually watch the Golf Channel, and you see the what's on TV, I'm like, this is not my city. 
This is not what my city looks like on a regular basis. Hey man, it's greener on the other side, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what Chris Brown uh, says. Everything, everything on TV is green. Like everything they show, like Welcome to Augusta, and it's like they just show you this expansive. They show everything on the national, mm. but uh, they ain't finna show you down there by East Boundary. They ain't finna show you down there by Harrisburg. None of that stuff. The real Augusta. The real Augusta. Right. So I mean. And they try to hide those places from the people who come here. They try to tell them. I think I've heard some years. I've heard that uh, like they get told where to go. Like if you're on Broad Street and you're going out at night, uh, only go as far as you see the street lights. Or when the street lights stop, then pretty much turn around and come back the other way. Oh wow! So I, I mean. I've heard all these things for years. Wait, they, they tell that to the people that's visiting? Yeah. It's like like advice that goes around from people who come here a lot. Um, <laughs> they done got got. <laughs> I guess so. But, uh... Yeah, depending how you look at yeah. it, it could be hunting season, too, for you. Depending how you look at it. Mm. But it's, it's like they be banning Washington Road. Like, you know, you get caught for the craziest thing. If you know, the week before the Masters, they always, like, had this big, crazy thing where they arresting everybody. Trying mm. to keep him in there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, why don't you stay here for a week, man? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Free from and board. But y'all gotta be, but but definitely gotta be careful though, because I know like during this time too, it's like a heavy trafficking season as far as like people getting picked up. So y'all make sure y'all y'all. Now that trafficking it, thing ain't no joke, man. Not for real. That's what I'm saying. Y'all make sure y'all keeping track of who y'all with, because like I said, it's it's like around this time and, and definitely on Washington Road. It's a heavy um, trafficking area. So yeah. y'all and be last careful year was like out that there. too. Last two years been like that though. But yeah, trafficking is a big deal now, so yeah. you can't just. So, but man, do you deal with like because obviously you work at your place of employment? Do you deal with like masters people, like visitors coming in and bothering yeah. you and stuff? Yeah, uh, at my where I work at, that's that's this week is like a normally we, we make like a million dollars that week. Mm. Um, so yeah and no, but I feel like I get those custom more of them customers during that time because. It's so many other locations they get sh- like where I work at. So it's, it's a chain store, so it's so many mm-hmm. other locations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one Washington, it's two in Washington Road, mm-hmm. one of Augusta. So they can go they, instead of going there to to beat the trap, they come to our side, which is the black the black one. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And uh, so I, we we get them more that week, but it don't be a, it's like whatever. You know what I'm saying? All we all they do is complain like any other time. And yeah. Say, Yo. But now nah, we don't get a lot of masters um, visitors like the new visit now. Nah, Gotcha, and I'm happy about that too. But <laughs> 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 I, 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 I say like, and, and what I've learned is that whatever area you in, like once you get used to dealing with those people in that area, you, you're fine. Like if I can deal with the people I have to deal with every day, yeah, I don't need no other side of town. Just I don't want all that. Cause when they do come, all they do is compare you to the other side of town. Mm-hmm. So they be like, well, over here they do that. I'm like, all right, well, why are you over here then? If they do that over there, why'd you come here? Mm. <laughs> you know, but. Customers always right, <laughs> so they say. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to get upset, so I'll be like, "You got it." I, I, I just find myself walking off when I'm at work. Sometimes, like, "You're right. You 100 percent right." So it's all good. Yeah, I take that approach sometimes. Yeah, you, you yeah, you, I, but you calm down this year. You I have, down. I have, man. You've been chilling. Tr- trying to. <laughs> well, somebody who has not been chilling, Mr. Christopher, you're definitely uh, busy here in the city. Um, he's one of the known photographers here. Um, he's he's done a lot of dollar photography for different people, models, actors, actresses, different things like that. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into this uh, portion of the show. How did you get started into photography? Well, how I got started was um, I started out uh, doing graphic work, um, and 
a long, I did that for years. Like that's something that I was working on since I was like a kid, and uh, like I even had the graphic pads and stuff before everybody else was getting them. Um, back when they were real, just small and gray, and didn't had no features or anything like that. Mm. Just let you draw on your computer. I had that kind of stuff, and then uh, fast forward, I started dating the woman who is now my wife, uh, Miss Ebony Harris, and she pretty much would be doing photography herself for her makeup clients because she's a makeup artist. Mm -hmm. And uh, she asked me if I could retouch some of the photos that she did. Um, And that's how I pretty much started off retouching her photos for her. And eventually that moved into me wanting to try to do some of the photography, uh, try my hand at it. And then, I mean, it just started from there and just took off. I just started getting gear uh, became real interested in it, started studying a lot, and um, just picked it up from there. And that was almost like 10 years ago now. It'll be 10 years this year. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. yeah. that's a good time. Yep. <clears throat> so even with the, um, I had to jump, I had to jump there, but like, I know it's a, it's a big uh, boost in people that want to be photographers now. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how do you, like, what's your take on that? Like, people, because to me, I feel like, like what you just said, it tells me that you started when it was harder back then. You had to draw a lot of stuff, so a lot of stuff mm-hmm. inspiration and stuff like that. But now, with every phone having a filter and all this and all this stuff, and the phone having these good camera features, do you think it's harder for for, for real photographers like yourself now, or you still think the good, the great one outweigh the good? What do you mean, like harder? Like, well, like okay, so prime example. Um, let's say I go buy a camera, yeah. a, a nice camera, you know, and you got your camera and stuff, mm-hmm. and you charge your price. Mm-hmm. But then I come out and I'm like, all right, look, I'm, I'm doing shot twenty five dollars, like real low ball price mm-hmm. for the same amount of time you're doing. Um, what do you don't think that affect you, your business? No. Oh, so you're, it's no, it's, there's no effect on the new photographer then. To me, no, it doesn't affect my business at all because anybody who would pay you twenty five dollars to do a photo shoot for them is not somebody who was my client. It's not my client base. Mm. So I wasn't even looking for them anyway. It's more than enough people in this world. To, to make a living off of as photography. far as photography. Um, I don't have any gripes or anything against people out there charging $25, $50, for a photo shoot because, I mean, get your money. That's how I feel. Um, now, as far as if I see one of my clients going to them or something along those lines, that doesn't really bother me either because it's like, okay, maybe they were in a crunch and they needed just some quick photos or whatever. Nah, it don't bother me at all. Yeah, I mean, I guess the twenty five dollar part was. I I can see why that would be like whatever, because you're not going you you gonna charge your price anyway, so that probably mm-hmm. wouldn't even have nothing to do with you. But <clears throat> in a sense, in the sense of, I know like a lot of things be booming sometimes. So like I talk about uh, whether it's somebody that's doing film or I. I guess the question I should have asked was, do you have an issue with people jumping into something without really doing the research behind it and just being like uh, a wave rider? So kind of, yeah, yeah. A novice that like ne- like just like a novice trying to, I guess, step into the lane of photography. Would you take somebody under your wing that way, or would, like how do you approach that? I don't really take a lot of people under my wing anyway. So, um, I mean, I didn't have, I didn't go under anybody's wing. Hmm. So, how I you mean, on your own? yeah, I'm self-taught in everything that I do. Um, and my, I feel like this. I feel like it's enough information out there, and. It's enough information out there for you to be able to teach yourself whatever you need to teach yourself. And uh, basically, 
you shouldn't have to. I don't. I feel like mentoring is it's cool, but in some ways, in some some aspects, it's kind of old school because you kind of trap yourself into being uh, stuck under whoever mentor you mm. like style. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. So I really didn't go that way, um, and it's just my approach to art in general. I'm just real like selfish with how I want to do what I do. I don't want any other type of influence on it. And uh, it's just the way I am. I don't have a problem with uh, people who take other people under the wing, like for photography or video or whatever, but it's just not my style. So, <laughs> And I don't have a problem with people who just jumping in like as a novice. I mean, just get your feet wet. I mean, my thing is just make art Yeah, pretty much. Uh, any way you can, any, any just do what you do. What, what's some of the places that your work been in, like, like, uh, or what? Some people you 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 shot that we might know. Of? Uh, reality TV show people. Um, I shoot a lot of music artists. Mm, okay. Uh, who are I guess they're not real big on their labels. The last music artist that I shot is actually he's he lives in Japan. Mm. And um. We did a big shoot for him in Atlanta, and it came out real dope. And uh, he's actually uh, he's a big deal over there. But I'm saying, like, how how do how do how, how, how do you get that deal? Did they do the label? Well, actually, mm-hmm. I got booked for that through my uh, my previous agent. I had agency representation. Um, my photography agent. Uh, he stopped representing photographers. Um, he represents. Actors and he represents uh, like a lot of reality TV show people and some musicians too. He he represents a uh, Safari on Love and Hip Hop. He represents a rapper. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the greatest. Yeah, I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. yeah, the sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, he represents uh, he represents Black China. He represents. Um, it's called favorite stripper. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Uh, <laughs> He represents. I forget which one of it, which one of the guys, but one of the guys from B2K because he's on tour right now with them. But um, so he used to represent me as a photographer. Um, so you a big deal then, pretty much. That's, nah, that's what it sounds like to me. Nah, I ain't no big deal here. But uh, that's how I got that gig through him. He reached out to me, and uh, that's one of his clients over in Japan, and they were coming to the states. It was his first time to the states. And they wanted to do a big deal photo shoot, so we rented out a studio in Atlanta. It was a two day shoot. It was real nice. They put me up in like a like a real nice hotel and everything, and see, paid me a lot of money to shoot them. So that's why I, that's why I asked that question because like see so even me, my first if I knew that I'm gonna ask my first question. See mm-hmm. twenty dollars like you not worry about that. You just got paid and you got uh, and put up in a nice hotel. You ain't worry about that. I can see why you never about that. Yeah, yeah. Just, that doesn't um, bother me. So, but I guess to me, like, where where do you get to the point where it's like, okay, you get representation? Like, how do you get from, okay, you starting out with your with your girlfriend, then now wife. Congratulations, mm-hmm. by the way, and now getting booked through your agent. Like, how do you even get from there to agent? That's a great question. Well, that's a, a it's a, a answer that a lot of people don't want to hear, and it's just like it's just about who you know. Mm. And that's about opportunity and timing. So the way I ended up getting my agent was I saw, I have another photographer friend who's real dope, um, who lives in Atlanta, uh, Elvis. 
and he uh he was represented by this guy. So I was like, hmm. I was in the the. I was like, I feel like I need an agent. Or I feel like I want to have an agent. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that'd be a big move for me. So I pretty much reached out on the website to the agent at his email address he had on the website, and I asked. That's all I did. I asked, and I, I put my my website work up there and my link and everything like that. And he sent me an email back and wanted to set up a meeting. And I mean, that's how I did it. it this opportunity and timing, and combine that with like having the right look, the talent, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, don't never underestimate the power of just asking. It seems like it was a lot of professionalism in it as well, because you had the link. You had your you you ain't just send them a message. You send them everything else with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm always trying to compare myself as far as how I work and how I represent myself, uh, photography wise, to some of the biggest people who are in the business. Like I don't compete with anybody in my area. Mm. I compete with everybody outside of my area. Mm. So that's I've not been I've been going. That's one of my philosophies. I don't compete with anybody who <laughs> who I can reach. Mm. I compete with people who I feel like I never could reach. I competing with like the Annie Leibovitzes and like I competing with dead photographers, dead legends. You know. Just trying to create work that looks as good as theirs does. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm create I'm creating stuff that I feel like could be put up in a museum. Yeah. Like um, competing with old masters and stuff like that. I just put myself in that mental space where I feel like, okay, if I'm doing this particular type of lighting, like Rembrandt lighting, that's what they call it. It's a type of lighting that you do where it just creates a light triangle on the eye or whatever like that. It's like kind of uh, moody. Does would Rembrandt like this? So that's what I'm. That's how I think. Oh wow! I'm not competing with anybody else around here, and I, I kind of try to set the. I guess I inadvertently set the trends around here sometimes for photography. So that that leads oh, to my question. <laughs> I mean, this has been for years, man. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm being asked these questions. So no, no, no. But this this is because I know you said you you. You're in competition with people outside the city, which is very, like I said again, that's a a very good, um, good philosophy to carry. We talk about goats a lot on this show on Fire and Ice. Mm-hmm. So, would you consider yourself the goat of photography in this area? The black goat, yes. Now I say that I put a I put an asterisk on that and put a race on that because I don't even look at like white photographers as doing the same thing as I do, and mm. I mean I'm just keeping it 100. percent I don't feel like there's any white photographers in Augusta, Georgia right now who shoot the same way that black photographers do. It's kind of weird. Now, you have some black <clears> photographers. <throat> now, let me preface this, too. Okay. Augusta, Georgia is very, very uh, like a racial place, even though they don't like to talk about it or anything like that. It's a lot of racial segregation and separation mm. in Augusta. Um, for instance, let me tell a short story. Okay. Okay. That's what the podcast is for. Take your time with it, too. Let me tell a short story. I had a a white photographer friend of mine reach out to me, and one of her clients, who was like a big deal, I ain't going to say which bank it is, but they're a a big deal. Uh, It's a big bank around here. Mm. One of their clients, um, one of her clients was uh, had a daughter who was getting into modeling. And she doesn't, the photographer I know, she doesn't shoot modeling pictures or anything like that. She's more like a family 
kid type photographer yeah. and stuff like that. So she shows this person my work, and they're like, we got to shoot with them. Okay. So then she contacts me, and she's like, I got this big client, and they want to shoot with you. They saw your work, and they're real impressed. Um, can I give them your phone number and your contact information? I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, And then she told me what bank they own. I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, definitely then. So, uh, <laughs> so um, I get, uh, uh, she gives them the information, and then I don't hear anything. It went from being super excited to all of a sudden I don't hear anything. Mm. Um, so my thing is this. I feel like they went and they did a little bit of research. On my website, I used to have a picture of myself up there uh, in the About section. Okay. So, I feel like that did it the whole thing. Because how else would they go from being super excited and super hyped to wanting to work yeah, with me? Right. And then it just went like stone cold. And I'm asking her, like, hey, what happened to your client? Well, I don't know. I don't know. They didn't call you? <laughs> so, it's like, uh -huh. all right. So, yeah, Augusta is real funny like that. So, if you hear me saying a lot of black this and white that, it's just Augusta. It's really a South thing, mm. but it's it's really crazy in Augusta. A lot of people don't know that um, the whole it's like a white nationalist group that uh, Richard Spencer, the guy, the real racist guy or whatever, who be doing all these rallies and talking about hail Trump and all that stuff like that. They started here. They started over at, uh, Enterprise Mill. They had an office over there. Oh wow! And then Richard Spencer moved here to run that white nationalist group out of Enterprise Mill. And then when he took over the group, they moved to Washington, D.C. Mm. They came from Augusta, Georgia to Washington, D.C. You can look that up. I was surprised when I, when I read that. But a lot of people don't even know that. They don't even talk about that. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? But um, if you do the research, you'll see it's there. Um, so it's an underlying real ugly current in Augusta. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, that's why. That's why I, I I talk about it like I do, like. But did, you, did you take the picture down from your site after that? Yeah, actually did. <clears throat> you got book more. Mm, I don't know if it, I would say taking the picture down got me book more because uh, it could have gone either way, but I feel like from a business standpoint, it was a, a smart thing to do for me because one of the other things that I go by is this. I want to be known by my work. I don't want to be known by, oh, I seen him in the street. Oh, I see him doing this. I, I, I know him. Um, I want you to know my work more than you actually know me. Mm -hmm. If you never know what I look like or never know what I sound like, I want you to know what my work looks like or recognize my work. Yeah. So that's just how my standpoint is. So my picture, my image, my personal, it doesn't really matter to me. Mm -hmm. But um, what matters to me is my images that I take out of my camera. Right. So... That's how, that's how I am. But um, as far as the GOAT question goes, yes, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> and I'll say that, and I know I'm going to make some people mad or whatever. It's okay. We make people mad every week. Other black photographers in that city, they're good. Yeah, y'all are good. I like y'all. Shout out to uh, Nicola Jarrell. That's my homeboy right there. He's one of the only ones that I really deal with. <laughs> Um, and I really, I really like his style. 
uh, from when I first discovered him, when I first met him on uh, and, and seeing his work and stuff like that. I really like his style. Um, it's a few of them I know for a long time, like uh, Mitchell Dorsey. I know him for a long time. I did a couple things with him. He's a real cool dude. Um, Jasmine Moore, I think she lives in Atlanta now, but she's real cool. She does good work. I like her stuff. Um, you like and, a list? Huh? No, I didn't play. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> nah, she made a list of the, some top rappers, and um, then she changed, like, five times afterwards. So, yeah. <laughs> she kept... She, I don't know. She used the edit button very well. Yeah, she real controversial, man. She, uh... She, she on her page, she has a lot of interesting stuff that she talks about, um, especially in reference. She might, be, she might be known for more than her work, huh? Hey, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's why you got to take people under your wing, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Jazz, I ain't trying to say all <laughs> that now. Put under the wing, man. I like Jasmine, though. Uh, I met her a few times in person. She's pretty cool. But um, let's see, Mitch, Jasmine. Somebody gonna be like, man, you forgetting about me, man. I don't even know that many photographers. I mean, I know people. I guess because everybody to me is like everybody be doing it, so I don't know who's who's. Who. I don't it just know who's seems, what. It, to, and I don't, <laughs> to, to piggyback on that, it does seem like it's a lot of photographers just like coming out the woodworks, like just. I just bam. Look at, I can look at the, the 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 stuff and I could be like, okay, this guy just bought a camera and did it. I mean, you know, I just I can just tell. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, now I mean you can't be good in ten years because, like I said, he might you might not have been that great as you are now ten years ago. So I I'm wasn't not gonna, that I'm far gonna, off. Oh, see, you you've been nice. It's all good. Here to go. So you've been going. It's no, it's not wrong with that. Bad. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that, and, and and the reason I say that too, it, it come off sounding cocky, but I just feel like I kind of earn. I've been through the fire, man. Mm. Like I've been through the arguments. Mm. I've been through the back and forths, man. I've been through a whole bunch of stuff. People just going crazy and like hating on my business and talking trash about my work and everything, but. Then it got to the point where it was like they could talk trash about me as a person, but then they couldn't say nothing about my work. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't bother me at all. You can talk trash about me all day as a person. I talk trash right back to you. But um, like I said, I just want you to respect my work, and, and that's it at the end of the day. My wife, she kind of hates it that I'm like that, but um, I, she's like, you don't care what nobody think about you as long as you make better stuff than they do. Because you can always go to say, well, I shoot better than you, or whatever. <laughs> that's, uh, Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, so that's really like how I am about my photography. And that's uh, another reason why I really don't hang out or chill with a lot of other photographers. Like A lot of photographers like to do that stuff like, let's meet up and let's go shoot and do this and do that. Um, I don't really do all that stuff. I, I'm really choosy about who I communicate with. Mm-hmm. Um who I deal with, if they do the same thing that I do. Yeah, yeah. So, that's just how I am. But I, I just want to say, I touch on, you said, uh, you know, it may come off as uh, cocky, but I think most people that we call ghosts come off that way anyway. Because a lot of times when you are that, when you are great, you know it anyway. So it's it just, maybe people don't like you saying it. Maybe you're not supposed to say it, I guess. Everybody's supposed to be humble. But everybody can't be that But way. I think it depends on, like, again, if you have the, I, I think it's okay if you have the work to an ability to back it up. Like I said, he's like, this dude has been working with, you know, artists and he got, he had an agent and stuff. So, I mean, like, again, it's, I feel like you've earned that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you nobody again, like you said, nobody, everybody can talk about you or whatever, but they can't take away what you, what you've built. Before we get into the, um, the polls, I do want to ask this question. Okay. So, uh, I know you were an agent and all that and everything now. So, 
somebody listening to this podcast or I don't know, they see a clip or something, whatever, right? And and somebody was to inbox you. How do you handle find an inbox you personally and ask about shooting stuff when you have an agent? Do you just forward them to your agent? It really depends on who it is. If it's a rapper from Augusta, they got to get your agent. No. Oh, okay. No. Nah, I, uh, I consider it myself. My agent is really there for... Uh, he he really scouts out stuff himself. Um, that's what I I pay him for. So he goes and he seeks out things and opportunities for me because the higher paying the opportunity, the more he's gonna get paid off of it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So he's looking for big gigs. I think one of the last gigs that he got me while he was still representing me was like for Sophisticates Black Hair Magazine or something like that. I had shot their booth at Bronner Brothers like three years in a row and like they were paying pretty decent it was real tiring but it was good money um and in exchange for that I got paid money and then they promised me a cover so I mean oh. it, that's how it really works oh, that like, dope. Stuff dope. like that that's dope and uh like I don't I don't talk about none of this stuff and I don't have I don't have photography friends so <laughs> uh they don't they don't know none of this stuff um I've had stuff in Hip Hop Weekly, The Source, Double XL. Uh, I've had work on Italian Vogue website. I've had uh, ad campaigns for hair companies, uh, hair products. Like, uh, it's a product called Strawlers, like the little straw things they put in your hair. Yeah. Like, all kinds of different stuff, man. But um, that's what I said. Like, I, I said, I feel like I earned it over the years. And then I've actually got into the arguments with other photographers, and eventually they just all back off or they go out of business. So that's what it is. <laughs> um, last question we're dealing with this. What advice, um, just to end on a positive note, what advice could you give somebody who wants to get into photography? That wants to get into photography? Yes. Stay out your way. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I somebody say, who really truly loves, like, because you get people that really love the art of photography, like somebody that really wants to get into it. Like, what advice would you give them? Uh, study paintings. Okay. Everything you need to know is in the paintings because everything you need to know it has been done before. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that answer, but interesting, interesting. Um, well, let's get into this. Um, because, uh, of course, the world is still mourning the uh, loss of Nipsey uh, Hussle. Uh, people are still, um, you know, mourning him and just trying to deal with their grief over that. Speaking of, they they actually sold out of his memorial 10 minutes after they announced it at the Stable Center. I mean, it was free. But the crazy, but the crazy thing is, well, I mean, it's not crazy because, of course, people are going to do this. But they got people now, of course, they're selling the tickets. It was free, but people are taking the tickets of course, and selling it. I saw something online. It was like $400 for a ticket. I was like, wow, that's crazy. That is too crazy. But, of course, all of, um, of Nipsey Hussle's death, of course, it brought on the conversation of, of Dr. Uh, CB. And, of course, it brought on the uh, conspiracy theory um, mm-hmm. Argument, and also now we all, we also have the um, the Nipsey challenge going on. Um, people are, I guess, follow, following the the CB diet for fourteen days. Mm-hmm. So that's going on right now too. 
But our guest had a lot to say on social media. And as soon as I saw it pop up on my news feed, I was like, yeah, he definitely got to come on Fire Nights and we got to discuss this. Um, so the first post I want to kind of just go into was uh, you said being woke in quotations doesn't disqualify you from being a sheep. Sheep are fully awake when they consciously follow their brethren into a slaughterhouse pen. Yeah. Okay. So break that down for us. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I feel like woke is a trend right now. Mm. Um, it had it's gone through its phases. It's had a lot of different names over the years, but this new woke, I think I feel like that's a trend. And I feel like it's one of the type of bandwagon things that people jump on uh, when they find out new information that uh, they feel like wasn't <laughs> known before. Mm. Oh, I'm woke all of a sudden. Keyword, they feel like wasn't known before. Because yeah. they just found it, so nobody else knew. Info has been out there for <laughs> years, been out there for years, and they can just discover it, and then they can feel like they're woke, or they can tell somebody else, stay woke, man, stay woke. Mm. I just I just like just planted a seed for you, man. Just drop it, <laughs> drop it. <laughs> I dropped the gem on you. Stay woke, man. Stay woke. Um, I'm just saying woke doesn't disqualify you from being just as ignorant as everybody else. I mean, mm. you could be following the bandwagon of woke people, and y'all could all be wrong. Mm. You know what I mean? Because a lot of stuff, it's just based off of perception. Yeah. Um, and you could be wrong about that. It's so easy to be wrong about things, even when you feel like you're right in your heart. Mm. And they hold on to it so hard that they'll be willing to jump off a cliff with somebody else as long as they believe in the same thing. Mm. So that's what that means, basically. Um, you can you can get yourself set up to get killed just because you believe something that somebody else said and you won't deviate from it even when logic is put in your face. That's true. That's exactly what that status means. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Well, let me ask you, um, not too much to post because I can't see it because I'm on live here. But like, what's your what's your your thoughts on Doctor CB? Like, what what are your thoughts on on him? I don't have any problem with Doctor uh, Doctor CB. Um, I think that what he was actually doing, he I think he had a good he had good meaning for it. You know, um, of wanting people to live healthier and to eat better. Um, my issue lies squarely in some of the claims that he made mm. and it also lies in the fact that he tried to introduce it like it was something that didn't previously exist when it's really something that he repackaged. Mm. Mm. So break that down for me, Re- repackaging. Like give me give me an example. Uh, and it ain't gotta be so much for him, but give me an example of something that is out there now maybe. Like, I can like, actually use him. Oh yeah, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah. he uh, if you if you actually look and read, and he's actually done interviews where now let me say before I I make my opinion before I make my statements on stuff, I I try to do as much research as I can because right. I don't want to get out there and then like I didn't know this key bit of information and somebody just crushed me and it's like oh well, never mind right right you know so I did the I looked at old interviews with him. And things like that. And you don't have to go that far to find where he says he learned what he learned from a Mexican uh, holistic healer. Who's also, what I learned today, weirdly he shares the same first name with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His name, Dr. Dr. CB, Dr. CB, name is uh, Alfredo Bowman. His healer's name is Alfredo Cortez. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds Mexican. Yeah. Hmm. So 
he apparently went to Mexico and and got healed by this guy by being on a certain type of diet that the healer says originated from the Old Testament of the Bible. And he said that God wants his people to eat a certain way, uh, to practice their diet in a particular way. He said he went to Mexico and he got healed. So in turn, what he did was he brought that information to New York, where he moved He moved to New York and bought it with him and proceeded to call himself Dr. CB. He does not have a certification. He does not have a degree or anything. He's not a doctor. He's not a doctor at all. So, so he, that, he, that explains so the... He, he's the same doctor as Dr. Dre then. <laughs> yes. He is like a doctor like Dr. Dre. Did not know Like that. Dr. <laughs> Pepper. He is a doctor like Dr. Pepper. So Dr. Dre, Dr. Pepper, Dr. CB. He's a captain like Captain Crunch. Wow. Wow. Because yeah. he wrote another post that said, Dr. CB and Dr. Umar Johnson, same on mater. Neither are doctors. Hold on, tell me. That makes, that's funny now. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, yeah, that was another post though. Yes. I didn't know that. Okay. Same alma mater. Good night. Yes. <laughs> and that's funny. I wrote that right before I went to sleep. So wait, hold on. Umar Johnson don't have a doctorate either? Because I thought he went to school. No, he has a certificate of, uh, what was it? Uh, he has a certificate in child psychology or something like that. Or is it just a certificate? Yeah, it's a certificate, and that's just because he did a dissertation. He he was able to receive his certificate. But oddly, the dissertation he did is you can't find it online. But um, he did present paperwork that said he had a certificate in child psychology. That's but, not a doctorate. But you can't call yourself doctor unless you have a doctorate, right? I thought a PhD, one of them. I don't know, I don't know which one it is, but something like that. It's a PhD. Okay. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Come on, man. So you need a PhD. That's just by law. That's just common sense. You need a PhD to put doctor in front of your name. Legally. So he's really Mr. Umar Johnson. He is Mr. Umar Johnson. It's Mr. CB. That's not his name, really. His name is Alfredo. Mr. Alfredo Bowman. Mr. Bowman. It's not like an accountant. Yeah, Mr. Alfredo Bowman. So neither of these guys are doctors, and they both presented themselves as such, which to me... That's another issue I have with them is because they're just doing that so that they people can build trust in them to purchase or to get into whatever product they're trying to present. And uh, in the case of Dr. CB, it was his diet, his healing, his Dr. CB cures cancer, Dr. CB cures AIDS and cures herpes and cures all these uncurable diseases. And then you have people who will swear up and down, oh, he did cure them. The government is just mad because... They didn't get the cure, and that's why they killed Dr. CB And uh, because he was curing people, and Big Pharma was the one who murdered him. No, he, he died of pneumonia, and uh, he was like 86. I told somebody <laughs> the other day, I said, oh, he could have died because he was old. That's what happens. When <laughs> he was like age. 86 <laughs> years he old. Died. He was 86. Yo, imagine being 86 and somebody saying, nah, the government killed him. It could, it's, it's no way possible the government had to the kill him. The government had to kill him. He was 86. He mm. was 86 years old. It wasn't his time to go yet. That's what they're going to tell you. All the YouTube videos and all the books he put out and everything, all the knowledge he spread about his diet, about the diet that already existed before him, the alkaline diet, which is the other name for it, the mm. Dr. CB diet is... Other people are just peddling it as the alkaline diet. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just eating foods that are considered high in alkaline and not really acidic. It's not really that effective 
they like always try to sell it like if you keep eating alkaline foods, then you can alkalize your body. Your body can be alkaline. If you have an alkaline body, then mucus won't grow in it and disease won't grow in it because the mucus is not going to grow in it. It's all bull. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm just like it is. It's bull. But um, you can't alkalize your body. You, you would die. It's, it's balancing everything. You have to have acids in your body. You mm. have to have bases in your body. Mm. It has to balance out. Any if it shifts either way, you can make yourself sick or you could die. You can't even literally alkalize your blood. Mm. Your blood wouldn't be able to exist. Mm. Your blood has to run through your stomach. Your stomach has stomach acid in it. It's going to neutralize your stomach acid. How are you going to digest food? Mm. Are you a doctor? No, I'm not a doctor. No, you sound really I mean, smart too. Today I'm not a doctor. Today, no. yeah. <laughs> now but, tomorrow I could be a doctor. Yeah, this this post has a certificate online. Yeah, right. I don't even have I'll a post certificate. One. I'll make you one. Don't worry about it. All I gotta do is change my Facebook name, <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> That's funny. So, social media do it for you though. Yeah, <clears throat> social media is so and uh, none of interesting place. Uh, nobody asks uh, Doctor CB. I'm coming saying I'm saying that because I guess what we know him as. Nobody asks him about whether what school he went to, how he become a doctor. They just everybody just kind of went with the flow. I think everybody just went with the flow. And I think part of that is because he really isolated himself from a lot of people. He only made himself available to celebrities and stuff like that. Mm. Um, for instance, Michael Jackson. So he uh, supposedly was hired by Michael Jackson to cure Michael Jackson of his painkiller addiction. So let's think about that for a second. Okay, so he ended up suing Michael Jackson because he said that he was owed somewhere around three hundred thousand dollars, and then and like uh, treatments, and it ended up being like in court turning to like six hundred thousand dollars after pain and suffering and loss of clients because he couldn't use Michael Jackson as a referral. Um, he. Michael Jackson's brother, uh, Jermaine Jackson, only paid him $10,000 for what he did. And Jermaine argues that all he did was try to make food every now and then for Michael to eat. And and that was it. But um, Dr. CB swears it was a, a lot more and all this other stuff like that. But they was arguing that in court. Now, what did Michael Jackson die of? Dr. CB said he had cured Michael Jackson, and that's why he was owed money. But Michael Jackson died of his painkillers, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. His addiction. He had the doctor shoot him up with painkillers. Yeah. And the doctor ended up getting convicted. So how did he get cured? Mm. I don't. I don't so, get it, I mean, man. I'm, I'm, gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you a, a straightforward question. You just you just answer. Doctor CB a fraud? Mm, that's a mix. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a fraud. I man, just say it don't sound like no to me. I, I, I'm gonna say no because. I don't think he was a fraud. I think he was a con man, though. It's two. It's a difference between. Okay, them. I can see that. I can see that. Fraud does sound a little, little, little more negative than con man. <laughs> yeah. So somebody, like I said, somebody was going back and forth with you a lot on these posts. Um, basically, they were saying that uh, the information that Dr. CB shared should not be discredited. And then you was talking about alkaline diet. You just discussed that. And then the person said, "Rolling eyes. Why do we have to discredit every black person?" You have so many other f ups to, to talk about. Steve Harvey, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby. Not sure why they. What did that? Have to do? I don't know. What? But then they said, "Why him?" As in Dr. CB. Even if it's all he taught, in your opinion, would you like your body of work to be summed up? 
Jeez, I guess this is what the black legacy looks like. I hate that. I hate when we do that. <laughs> it's like because a white person did something that we can't do something wrong either. Like I can't call out bullshit on of a black person because a white person did even more. Mm. Like <laughs> I can call out. I can sit here and talk about Doctor Oz all day too. That, if you want what, me that to, that was your next post. Was the yeah you talk yeah. about Oz? Yeah, I can talk about Doctor Oz all day. I can talk about Doctor Phil. I can talk about Ayanna Van Sant. We can mm. go back and forth. We can go different multiracial categories. Everybody got common in their race. But you know, one thing about your post, and I'm, I don't, I've seen some people that are under it. And I feel like <clears throat> I had a podcast with Half Hour Black Power last week. Last week. And Delvin from 520 Radio made a good point. And uh, Half Hour Black Power, Quinn is a pro-black guy, so he's always trying to like uh, support black people. You know what I'm saying? And I always tell him that you got to have accountability in order to be in order to be like somebody they're gonna listen to. Mm-hmm. So when they do the wrong, talk about it. When they do right, you talk about it. You can't just only talk about when they do right. Mm-hmm. And don't do don't talk when they do wrong because the white man like that's that, that's not good. I, I hate that excuse. So we're better than that. He said that. The reason why, like, cause I, I think, not asking why, but Harvey Weinstein was brought up, Art Kelly, them, them kind of debates, and pretty much Devin was like, well, we don't know what's going on with Harvey Weinstein because we don't care about him. He's not, he's not in our culture, mm-hmm. so we don't, like, we don't hear about him, so we, have, we might think that nothing's going on with that. You ain't going to know because the, the sites that can talk about that, you don't follow. So if you on Shade Room or whatever, any any urban or black, you know, they ain't talking sites. about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, they, why would they? You know what I'm saying? But I don't think I'm talking about Bill Cosby. I'm talking about R. Kelly because that's people that's listening. They care about them. So he made a good point on that. Like, if and if you if you watching, I don't know. I don't know what white shows to watch. I can't even tell you, bro. I, I, I don't know. But <laughs> all I know is that it was funny because Harvey Weinstein actually got a date in court the other day. I happened to find out and seen that, and he didn't know that. And we was like, well, you don't. You're not gonna know because to his point. You're only following black stuff. You're pro-black, so you're only following black news all day. Mm. So everything in your face is going to be, you know, black. So to your point, my saying that, I feel like if you if you did say something about Dr. Oz, they're going to scroll past it anyway. Mm-hmm. You can make a post tonight about Dr. Oz, it's not going to get as much attention. Because yeah. they don't care about him. So when, you, when they, they're going to they scroll past it. But since it's, it was cool to know about Dr. CB right now, and you made a post, it got a lot of attention. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it just makes sense. But it was cool at the moment, don't get attention. You can talk about how we seen tonight, nobody going to say that, I guarantee you. Yeah, Dr. Oz got exposed as a fraud a long time ago, like years ago. Some of the products that he brings on his shows aren't, uh, he'll say that they're they're safe to use and, oh, this is good and that's good, and they're not, like the FDA hasn't even <laughs> approved any of them, or there's like horror stories involved with these products and stuff like that, but he gets the representatives of the products on his shows in order to sell product, he gets a kickback. Mm. It's just like having a drug rep on his show. Like, doctors get drug reps that go to their office all the time, and then they tell the doctor, oh, you have to use this instead of our competition. You have to use this because ours does this and ours does that better. And then they'll buy the lunches for the whole office. It used to be even crazier back in the day. They would buy, like, steaks and lobsters and bring them in for lunch and stuff like that just to try to sway these doctors just to use their product. It's the Mm -hmm. same way on Dr. Oz. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's been exposed a long time ago, but... I mean, that's not interesting anymore to people, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, What do you say to, because, of course, the argument is that the government killed Nipsey Hussle. What do you say about that? Like, what do you say about that that school of thought? (laughs) The government killed Nipsey Hussle? That's the the argument. Even after everything, and the thing is, 
I followed this whole conspiracy theory about the government killing him. The day that he died, from the moment he died all the way up until they took the dude in handcuffs and caught him and everything, people were still talking about the government killed him. Then when they took the dude in handcuffs, they're talking about, oh, well, he's a, what type of dude, you know, he... He uh this and that he 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 should have been killed. How come they didn't shoot? First it was how come the police didn't shoot him? Like that's automatically what police do to yeah. black people, uh, which I'm I'm just saying a lot of black people get shot by police, mm. but then like using that as a basis of an argument. But as a lot to, don't as well. We keep, yeah, we keep a lot that. don't. A lot I'm, I'm more don't than yes, right. more don't. You know, so. But you know, social media pick and choose what they want to highlight. They so. cherry pick. They yeah. cherry you know, you, you, you pick. Man. Like maybe four or five cases a year, with, and that's the, that might be too much for people. But four yeah. or five cases a year, somebody gets shot by a cop, a black person. Maybe they didn't do it. I don't know. But you know, how people get arrested every day. So to, to even put that number up against one yeah. state of every day, yeah, it's crazy to me. But that's my. Well, it's not. I mean, not taking away from the 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 issue that there is an issue with yeah. police, but. It's not this. This is not what's happening right now. Mm. Um, the government, I don't, I, don't, I don't believe at all that the government killed him because it's like, so who's the government going to kill next over this Dr. CB documentary? About, is it going to be Netflix? They're going to just go to Netflix office and just blow it up and just kill them all? Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon? Is it going to be Nick Cannon? <laughs> Who is it going to be? And then it's not like he's the first person that ever had a documentary on him. How come they haven't killed his kids? How come they haven't killed his daughter or his sons who are still out there selling his products? Um, why aren't they dead? Even his son came out and said that the government didn't kill his father. Yeah, it's just, I mean, his son's smart. He knows that yeah. he's six years old. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, what are we talking about here? The government killed Nipsey Hussle? I, like, I, like I've been saying, I, I just think people, that's a, that's a, a cheap excuse to to not put responsibility on what the conversation needs to be about, which is about um, violence in our communities. Yeah, that's that's what that's what we need to be talking about. How do we stop in this violence? How do we how do we get people to understand um, that the the gun violence that we're doing to you, that we're killing each other? And I think people are afraid to, to really take accountability and take responsibility for the actions when it comes when it comes to that. I do want to make a good point. I should have made it earlier. I, I feel like we had to. I feel like I had to. I was I would talk earlier with the Blair brothers. Shout out to them. They listen to the show. But um, one point they they, they was kind of contradicting themselves a little bit because at one point they saying they thought the government did kill Nancy Hustle, right? Mm. But then the next breath they were saying that it, it, it makes them want to uh, you know move differently in their community because somebody could do something to them. Da da da. da. So I, I started thinking about like which one is it? Did the government kill them or is it somebody in the community? You know what I'm saying? Because for you to move different, you must believe some of this stuff that, that happened. Well, some people are trying to say that. The the guy that killed that shot and killed Nick some people are trying to say that the government hired him to do it. Which I feel like that's a stretch. That's definitely a reach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm say this. they said he was a CI. Alright, I'm, I'm gonna put on you for real quick. They said he was a CI. And I was telling them like <laughs> you could be a snitch and not be a CI. You know, CI is something totally different. It's confidential informant. You're not going to court, you're not doing that. This guy could have been a snitch because he could have testified against somebody mm-hmm. and that street code, you're not supposed to say nothing. So he could he could not have been a snitch. To us, he just told the truth. Let's say something happened, you get caught, you tell the truth, mm-hmm. boom, this person did this. In the streets, you're a snitch. Mm-hmm. You're not a CI at all. Mm-hmm. You're not confident. You understand. No CI is going to take the stand. You're, you're confident for a reason. Now, a CI is a little different. I mean, I don't know how, how that would go. Yeah. I don't, I don't, they've been dabbling that. I don't do that kind of thing, so I ain't worried about that. But if you're just a snitch, a common snitch, they're not, that's not, the government not going to say, you know what? 
Go shoot this man for us. It had to make no sense. It looked personal. It was personal. The story come out as personal. I mean, I don't like, and then the stories that come out, they was like, don't believe the media, don't believe the media. But you tell me as the government, it's, it's the media. So what's your, like, what, what you want me to believe? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't believe, don't believe what you don't want me to believe, but believe what you exactly. want me to believe. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know what Only I'm believe saying? what I want you to believe. Don't believe what Ricky. I don't believe. Yeah. So that's basically how I see it too. Like, a lot of people, they try to push that on you like, oh, just believe this, just believe uh, exactly what I want you to believe, but don't go beyond that. Believe me, nobody else. Yeah. And so I, 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 I'm going to tell you the truth, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get my sources from the, from the media as well. But I'm going to come back and tell you, but don't go to the media and believe it. You know what I'm saying? That's just retarded. It's, okay, here goes. Like, do the research, but only research what I want you to research. I know, right? Don't, 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 <laughs> don't research other stuff because it's, it's going to make you think differently. Yeah. Think how I want you to think. Trust me, you'll win. So it's like one of those situations. But to, to, uh, to me, I, I don't be deep into that, that stuff, Beyond, I feel like, People that are deep into that, I don't know what they like. Even the term walking on that stuff, like it's just a different breed. I'm just a regular guy. I'm a realist. I try to put situations in, in real form. A government never came and tapped my shoulder. So until they do that, I'm not believing all this government stuff. Now, do I think they have done stuff in the past? It's clearly they have. But at the same time, I've done stuff in the past, but I'm not that. You know what I'm saying? So I can't, like I said earlier, you can't blame the government for every single thing just because they did one thing. They might have killed this leader. You feel like they killed that leader. Right. That don't mean they're killing all leaders. Sometimes people in a certain, like, they're just bad some situations. People, I said, people, some people in your circle are just bad people. That's like um, me saying Aaliyah, the, the plane was the government. So like, there was just a situation where she was on a plane, whatever happened, and that happened. It's sad, but to me to say the government did this, like, why would I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, right. that, that defeats the purpose. It's clearly, if luggage was on a plane, it was too heavy. They said don't do it. She wouldn't do it anyway. You know what people oh, say no, about that, though? They, if it's not the government, it's the Illuminati. So oh, Aaliyah, Aaliyah was an Illuminati sacrifice. I've seen that. Dame Dash. Yeah, yeah, I've Yo, seen that. Streets is crazy. I can't. Yeah, streets <laughs> is crazy, and I'm not. Streets is crazy. Just, That's a good point because yeah. I, I, I forgot that they even had that relationship. And but that, that, they say for real. They say that for real. I know. I, I've heard it. But if, if you notice, not the the Illuminati is not as hot as it used to be. They're not. Their popularity's gone down, so they've been replaced with the government. So. That's what it is. I just again, I just feel like and like we talked, we discussed earlier. Um, we was having our conversation, the pre fire nice conversation. Um, I was saying that I just feel like for you to say that. The reason why the government, quote unquote, killed Dipsy Hustle is because his influence was getting too big. I feel like they're saying, like, why is the media covering his death so much? And I feel like y'all are diminishing his influence. I feel like y'all diminishing this man to the reason why people care is because he's black and he was killed. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're diminishing his legacy, you're diminishing his impact, the things that he did in the community, the lives that he impacted. He touched so many people, not just in the California area, but he touched people across the country. Like, there are people that was impacted, like, here in Augusta because of things that, you know, the things that he did. Mm-hmm. You know, he set a good example. So I, I feel like for you to say that the reason why his death is so big, that's diminishing his impact and diminishing his legacy mm-hmm. altogether. What? The, to me, like I got to touch on what you said, just to just to piggyback on it, I feel like it's a big deal because of his reach. Like, he, like even you were affected by it some, right. some way, and you listen to the music. We talk about him all the time. You listen to music, you wasn't a crazy fan. Right. You knew about him, but that that just show you his reach. Like, he known for music, right? But he should, he should be known for much more than that. Mm-hmm. But his music was, was going to live him on. You know, and do his music, that's fine. But his reach was so, and his impact was so powerful. Right. That's why they keep talking about him, because... It's like, dang, unbelievable. And then, you know, Pepper's might have just getting started. Mm. 
you you feel away because like dang they didn't even get started yet and they did so much but they wasn't even started yet. Right. So it's one of them things. I don't I, I I don't see how the coverage on his death even give you the thing that okay definitely did it. It doesn't quite. And then people I don't, I don't know people might say just I just feel like to me like I told him earlier I said if they gonna kill not to say they should or they would but if some of the other leaders they would have killed by now and they and they just sniping leaders that's different. But we got Jay Z you got. Uh, even, I mean, Master P, that's independent uh, hero for some people. You got all the people, all these rappers that's big time, that's doing stuff and they got a big reach and and, and they would have killed them if that, if that was the case. Jay-Z and Illuminati, don't forget. Yeah, you know. That's, that's why My cousin, that's why my cousin got mad at me one time. I said to Jay-Z, he said, hey, man, I can't be cool with you. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I can't make it up, bro. Wow. Um, I can't make it up. I think the only thing, and I, we discussed this too, but the only thing that bothers me around this time is when I, I, I don't like, though, um. Again, Nipsey Hussle. I, I I was educated today that Nipsey Hussle was just break, getting ready to break into mainstream. I I mean I was again I didn't really listen to his music like that. I wasn't really aware. But um, the thing that just bothers me, I don't like when like um like for instance, BT right. BT to me, I've never seen anything Nipsey Hussle on BT. Never. Mm-hmm. And this is black entertainment television. Supposed to be supposedly. Um. But now all of a sudden we showing specials, mm-hmm. we showing um, different coverage. We got everything. Not to say that they can't respect the man, but to me, I, I, I'm I'm really big on giving people flowers while they're alive. Like to me, like Nipsey can't enjoy any of this love that he's getting because he's not here. Yeah. Well, so that that like to me that that but that always has bothered me. It, it, when Michael Jackson died, like. BT was going hard, and I was like, y'all, y'all, y'all haven't shown any of his videos, and like, and this is when BT was showing videos. I don't yeah, people like they don't yeah. show videos no more. No, they was showing it. The little thirty second clip they were showing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but still, the fact was they weren't showing him no love until after he died. It was just like, ads. <laughs> I'm just he had too many ads. You <laughs> couldn't even have a good show. But it's just that, that that's always bothered me though. Just when when people pass away, it's like you. The love is like so well, big and B- enormous, and it's just like BT got the master syndrome right now. So they have been doing this stuff all year, all year long. But now that it's happened, they want to cute it up and make it look good. So. It's just about money, man. That's, that's all it comes down to at the end yeah. of the day. Is that they're trying to capitalize off of the buzz that's happening right now around this man's death, and um, it's not just BT. It's uh, <laughs> it's a lot of different other places and avenues and magazines and everything like that. Nobody was talking about what Nipsey Hussle was actually doing a lot. Before he died, and mm-hmm. that's just the truth. Um, I'm about to say the only outlet I know is the Breakfast Club. You would have to find out about stuff in interviews with him. You would mm-hmm. have to find out if you watch like Vlad TV and stuff like that. You would have to find out there, like when they interview him on what he was doing. Um, but now that he's dead, it's really easy to put a microscope on what he's doing or what he was doing because now it's done, and he's done all he's going to do. So now. It gives uh, the big media outlets the the opportunity to capitalize off of how everybody's talking about it. Now, I feel like if it wasn't for the Dr. Sebi thing, it wouldn't even have been as big a deal. People would have been sad that Nipsey died, but the conversation would have been completely different if he wasn't about to come out with a Dr. Sebi documentary because the whole talk of the conspiracy theory led to the talks of the government killed him and then that just led to everybody going back and forth on Twitter mm. on uh Instagram on Facebook 
and it just made the conversation that much bigger. And that's one thing you're not going to hear in the mainstream media is that he was coming out with like a Dr. Sebi documentary. They're just capitalizing off of the fact that the man died and he uh, he was a pillar of his community and stuff like that. Um, because I guess that's a rarity in rap. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but according to mainstream uh, news outlets and stuff like that, I guess it's, to them it's a something that's rare. Like, oh, a rapper who's doing good for his community. He's a, a gangbanger, but at the same time, He's a good guy. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's impossible to be in a gang and be a good guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, we had to, you know, well, pass him out more, but I'll probably. Stuff like <laughs> um, so we got to say goodbye to Charlotte. All right. I, yes. All right. So Power 104, we're Bye. saying goodbye. Uh, we're going to go to a break real quick, and we'll be right back. Uh, we're going to talk. The question we're going to ask is, can you be pro-black while dating or married to somebody that's white? We let's, get, let's, get into, let's get into some of these clips for the break, and then we'll come back from here. That's right. Fire nice. One of these OGs would have just called him, like he said, schooled him behind the scenes. He would have apologized, and we would have moved on. But nope, now he feels he has to prove himself, and the guys who called him out probably feel like they have to prove themselves, too. It's all just goofy. And now Kodak Black has been banned from radio stations in L.A. Uh, salute to Justin Credible. Salute to Big Boy. Uh, they say they aren't playing his music anymore. Here's the thing. We got to stop with this selective morality. If we're going to be consistent, we need to be consistent all across the board because it's just weird banning a rapper for disrespecting a woman when so much music from rappers over the years has disrespected women. I'm just confused at some of the stands people choose to take because we can't act like we are mad at Kodak because he disrespected Lauren. You're mad at Kodak for disrespecting Nipsey. It's a bigger lesson to be learned than all of this, and the lesson to be learned is consistency. If we are at the point in hip-hop where we will not tolerate disrespect of women, great! I'm all for that. But the OGs have to know that youth learn from them, whether directly or indirectly. If one of these OGs would have... All right. All right. Welcome back. Fire Nice. Uh, you just heard uh, Charlemagne from The Breakfast Club basically talking about... Um, if you don't know what's going on, um, Kodak Black basically got on live and said... And basically was trying to shoot a shot at Lauren like that. Basically said, he'll give us some time to grieve, and then he going to... Try to get wet up. Well, I, I would say to me, it looked more like a conversation. I don't think he really shooting a shot. Like he go live every, every day, right? I, I don't know why he does it so much, but he does. <laughs> they were just it was like a random, it's a random conversation. But it was an indirect shooting shot because he was like, I'm, "I'm gonna give you some time." I, I, would, I would just hope he know that he's not in that realm. Like, <laughs> that's why I don't feel like it was shooting a shot. But and then again, it could be. I mean, listen, he tried to shoot a shot at Young Ma, so I mean, I'm not really surprised. Younger man. That's a different breed. He might have a different orientation. If that's <laughs> um, so that's basically, and so after that, Ti and a couple of other people, the game, um, corny. What's his name? What's my boy name? Tank. When we tank, yeah, Tank. Another combo. Um, they basically came out with saying that, but Ti was the biggest one. He basically basically was saying that he was in the wrong. Um, he's he was being very disrespectful. Different things like that. I didn't. To be honest, I didn't watch any of the videos because I was just like, uh. I seen everything before everything unfolded, so I didn't. Think, I didn't know it was gonna be that deep. Mm. <laughs> but once now, I, I, I want to say this. <clears throat> so you might not know, right? I said this last week. Didn't I say that? I I, I made a Facebook status. I said, Yo, T, I've been corny lately. You did say that. And everybody hit me up when this happened. They're like, Yo, you was right. And and sure enough, not even twenty four, maybe forty eight hours later, he showed why he was. I was say he was corny, and that's that's why his music is. 
beautiful. I mean, he's gonna be a legend in rap, and that's cool. But he just got a lot of corny antics about him right now, and that was that was a, a very good display of one of them to me. I just feel like he just jumped on a wave. Yeah, he's a he's a wave person. Like he's just doing stuff to get likes, and I just feel like to me again, um, if you are the OG, no, no, you know what? Let's go back. But he's not even let's, his OG. Let's, hold on, let's go back. Let's go back to when he wrote a post about him saying y'all let. Um, Nipsey's killer get away, but y'all didn't kill Zimmerman. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about line. that, first of all. Yeah. And I text Maine yeah. immediately. And I said, your boy Wildin'. Because I, <laughs> I was like, what is this? You know yeah. if he he has a gangster rapper, right? Am I not concerned? That's what he says. King yeah. of the South. Go, go be gangster then. Don't tell me to go do it. You go do it. You gangster in music, right? So don't 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 chastise me for not or us for not killing Zimmerman. You go kill Zimmerman. You got more resources than I do. I think that was the dumbest statement. Like, why would you say that? That's so that was Man, and then so, and then of course, it sounded cool, man. It sounds cool. I guess that's what the streets are saying. That's what the streets are talking. And so, now we get to now, and like I said, he's calling for this whole Kodak Black thing, just trying to basically school him in public and reprimand him in public and stuff. And like Kodak was saying, was like, bro, you could have called me. I'm in Atlanta. He said, I was in, he said, I'm in Atlanta right now. We could, you know, it's different things. I'm just like, this whole thing to me is is coming out of nowhere, huh? You ain't hear T.I. no more. He didn't say nothing else about it. T.I. ain't doing nothing. I'm not saying I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not questioning his, uh, you know, whether he a thug died or, or whatever. But <clears throat> just to, I, I, I'll let you t- tell your point. But just my point is, Kodak, 21 years old, he young with a lot of money, um, probably got a lot of yes men around him. He gonna do a lot of things that he probably shouldn't do because he has the power. And if you're around him, let's say you're making 2500 I don't know, let's say you're paying 2500 to be around him. In your contract or whatever, he, I'm pretty sure it's not a contract. But in that $2,500 that he's giving you is to be around or whatever, mm. it's probably not to tell him when he's wrong. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think in your budget it's like, okay, you can do this, you can do that. And if I'm wrong, tell me. I don't think he paying them to do that. Mm. And if you do, you probably, you're probably not going to get paid. <laughs> to go back to Florida. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So <clears throat> that's what it comes down to. Look at any anybody, artists that were doing something wrong, they had a lot of yes men around them because they make all that money, i.e. R. Kelly, whatever. People knew stuff was going on wrong, but mm. look at that check you're getting like... Should I really say something? Probably so in that sense. But in this sense, it's like, you're going to be like, hey, man, get off live. He, and then he he think he's, when you're 21, you think you're the man anyway. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So he just had me 21 with a lot of money. So I can imagine your 21 or self, my 21 or self, somebody telling me what to do that I feel like trying to sum me too at the same time. You know what I'm saying? He, I didn't, just, just, he didn't just say you was wrong. It's like he, how he did it. Right. Like, I just, I, me and my sister can have this conversation. I just feel like a lot of these dudes, they're not upset with the fact that he disrespected a woman. Like they, that he, they're upset because oh you're disrespecting my my dude Nipsey. It's like they're not really caring. They're trying to disguise it as we care about <laughs> women empowerment, but that they're trying to disguise it as that. But that, that's not what it is. And to go back off what Charlamagne was saying, a lot of the like if you're gonna if you're going to stand for something, stand for it all the way. And I definitely agree with that. Like I said, if you 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 talking about I'm gonna cut out Kodak music. First of all, when we talked y'all talked about this outside with the when we was talking with Neil and Fahim, nobody's really listening to yeah, except yeah. me. Nobody's listening to the radio like that. So like if people want to listen to Kodak Black, they're gonna find him and when, listen when to When that him. new Kodak break, it won't be on the radio. It'll be on Insta Live probably. I'm like, just and, saying, and, but and I mean, obviously people watching that live. <laughs> so. And then the thing is, you know why Kodak go live so much is because it's monetized. It's monetized. That's yeah. why he goes live every night. That's why you seeing all these random conversations. That's why he got they call it in, in political world. They call it hot mic. He got hot mic saying something disrespectful about Lauren London when 
any other time, if, if nothing would have happened to Nipsey Hussle, nobody would have thought twice about it. Maybe he would have got a, yeah. a response tweet from Nipsey or whatever. Maybe not. But rappers are disrespectful to other people's wives and girlfriends all, all the, the time. time. So the like, game. The game. <laughs> Ghost just kissed Beyonce. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we got we got we got to talk to that real quick. Not not now, but we're no. About but I mean, I'm just to me, and I know a lot of people don't you know really fool with the Kardashians or whatever. But like people, like I don't, maybe Ti, I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm quoting wrong or not, but I'm sure he has. But there are rappers that disrespect. That's somebody's wife still at the end of the day. So it was like you're you're these rappers who are trying to like you say son Kodak. Y'all a lot of y'all are doing the exact same thing that y'all trying to son him for. Y'all are uh, disrespecting these people's wives would, all the time. I'm curious to see what if when Ti had to, remember when uh, he was in, on that show or whatever and. Tiny was talking to him by the time he was messing around with that, with that, yeah. that bar to the chain. He was like, Well, y'all wasn't at odds. Da, 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 da. And Will Smith would have made a post at that time and said, Bro, whether y'all that odds or not, you was wrong, da da da, about him cheating on his wife, or whatever. Right. He wouldn't, he, he wouldn't like that. And then, he would have said, Call my phone. This is the, this is, and this is the reason why I really don't really respect T.I. as far as, in this aspect, not the music. I, I love, I like T.I.'s music, but as far as this is concerned, because I feel like he, is a person that talks but doesn't walk the talk of what he does. Like he 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 does disrespectful stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's like when it's on the other when it's on somebody else, he's so quick to go live or go on Instagram and say something. Is he he um he tried to get in on get on on Lil Wayne, and that's why his daughter was like, "Yo, you could have called him. Like you got his number. That's your homie." So like, I feel like Ti does these things. I'm just like, what are you doing? I forgot about that. Be honest with you. Yeah, I mean that whole situation was crazy, and I agree. I feel like if you, to me, okay, not to put the personal, but you know I got to put a personal spin on stuff. I had a situation recently, right? Mm-hmm. I felt disrespected. I did not go on the person's comments and say this, this, and this. I went to them directly and said what I need to say. The only reason why y'all know about it now is because I'm talking about it now on, on Fire and Ice. But I'm just saying, like, not going into all details. Y'all need to know all that. But the point is, if you feel like you have a problem with what somebody says or what somebody does, especially if you had that person's contact information, go directly to the source. Like, I, I feel just, like, because because to me, it looks corny. Like you said, you trying to you go on Facebook or Twitter and be trying to reprimand one person. Like, what's the point of all that? It's just Make a scene. Yeah, right. That's, 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 that's what it is. And, and then with T.I., it's just like... Like he said, he was in Georgia, right? My thing is, I'm looking at this this way too with the whole situation. When Kodak found out that Ti even said something about him, he was still on live. Mm. I'm assuming I don't know how many phone people got, but if I go live right now, somebody called me, my live stopped. Mm. You know, so I got to click the phone. Hello, hey, it's Tip. You probably using big words or whatever to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you know we talk, but I'm not live no more, so you can't see my reaction. We talk, cool. I go live again. I might apologize the next day, but you know, nobody knows. But see how he, how he even found out was like in front of the whole world. So it's like I gotta protect my brain. I gotta I can't let him sum me. So it's like I don't care if I don't tell you. I'm in Georgia right now. It come off weird anywhere because the whole approach was weird. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then also recently, you know, y'all know Ti got the trap museum. So they no, now eventually they've taken all of Kodak Black stuff off of the trap museum. Okay, let me let me <laughs> let me talk about that. Go ahead, hit it. All right, so uh, as far as the trap museum goes, it's like so what? Cause um, so now you take Kodak Black stuff down out of the trap museum. Now that he says something, that something he said on Facebook Live about Lauren London, 
now it's bad and you take it so bad that you take it down. Yeah. When Kodak has been sitting on a rape charge oh, for yeah. three years now of a high schooler. But in that time, you put his picture up in the Trap Museum. Yeah, because the Trap Museum just came out recently. Yeah. It's not so, as new. So he was good enough to go up in the museum while he sat on a rape charge of a minor. But now that he said something about Lauren London and uh, with the Nipsey Hussle thing, now he has to come down because he ain't get himself together expeditiously. <laughs> get the out of here, man. That's typically. Yeah. I can't deal with T.I., man. T.I. is a corny dude. He's a doggone a fake little superhero. I think he wants to be in a Marvel movie. I think the Ant-Man rolled and went to his head. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Tip, man. He just He's not the same, man. That's not the same. I'm serious, Tip. I want to play. Um, you say he's not the same. Not the same. How serious Tip? He ain't, no. tip, tip ain't serious no more, man. Tip is not serious no more. He's trolling. He, he's social media. Like, I don't know. <clears throat> They're just Ti a different breed now, man. Like I said, he cornered me. I know people ask me why, and that's another thing. Like why you feel like why? You, I don't have to tell you why. If I said he corny, he corny. You are you looking? You're not looking the same thing. Obviously, if I'm saying he corny, you ask me why, and you're not seeing what I'm saying. I don't need to tell you why, because we're not looking at the same lens. <laughs> People kept trying to tell me, he did it for the community. He did it for the community. I'm like, that's fine. I ain't saying he, he corny for life. It's just that situation is corny. The, the, action, the action that he's doing now is very, You could be corny, corny and cool. It's, it's somebody that's corny right now. That's, James Harden could be corny for all I know. He's still a good basketball player. Right you know now, yeah, right now, Tip is sitting <clears throat> in the field of dreams. He is surrounded by <laughs> corn. He is just being embraced by corn. Wow, so that's where he is right now. Until he comes corny, out, man. then we'll t- we have that conversation later. But right now, he's corny. <laughs> yeah. He's a fake superhero. But I agree with you. Like it's crazy how they took the Kodak Black stuff down at the museum after I guess. And not only did he disrespect on London, but I guess he disrespected Ti by not just doing what he said to do or not saying, "Yeah, all right, big dog, I got you." And be, pretty much that's what it, that, I think. That's, that's what really it, what it was it, about. It's an ego thing. It's the same thing with the he whole. Told, he told Tip, "I'm in Georgia, right? What he said, right now. Yeah, he said, I don't know how to say that work. I'm not from it, but right, right now." <laughs> Whatever, and but he had this rape charge sitting over his head for forever. But it's okay to put him in the museum with the rape charge. It's not, it's not, it's not, not send it to y'all. Mm. You understand to me? You come out of the museum. Yeah. And I don't think Kodak cares anyway. That, that museum not making him no money. It's not like that's that's it's, that's it's not making him no money. That's what, but that's that's, yeah, but, that's but that's what, but that's what Kodak was saying. He was saying you ain't asked my permission anyway, so I don't <laughs> care. Yeah. Um. But that's a, that's that goes back to the whole thing with the whole Gucci thing that had happened. Like he was trying to get all huffy and puffy with. Um, what's my boy? The boxer, what's his name? Floyd. Floyd. But it wasn't. That's it was your boy now. It was, no, Floyd's your boy. Listen, if he gonna give me some money, he gonna <laughs> be my boy. Be my boy. <laughs> Cause you don't like Ti, so Floyd your boy now. <laughs> nah, that ain't it. But if, but the whole thing wasn't even about Gucci. It was about Tiny. So again, like his Ti's motors has been okay. off. Okay, can I tell you? It's always been off. Tell you a story real quick. Tell me a story. Shout out to David. I hate to put his name out there. Shout out to David Beard. Hit me up and text me um two days ago. He told me the funniest story. That's, I ain't gonna say his business. But he be in a strip club for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. So he said he was in Magic City. Mm-hmm. No lie, I can't make this up. He said when that thing was going on, Ti went on the mic and pretty much telling people in, the, in Magic City like, "Don't wear Gucci, whatever." And people started pulling huh. him and telling him, "Shut up, shut the f up, get down, get down." And I said to myself, I said, "Yo, if I'm at a strip club to see cheeks and, and, and nipples and all that stuff, I don't want to see Ti telling me not to wear Gucci. Like that's the last thing I want to see is Ti <laughs> yeah, on the stage." That's... And that's funny. That but that's tell me. He's corny. That's corny. Like I said, he's just corny. 
Listen. Coin niggas gonna be coin, man. That's it. So I want to um, play a couple of comments um, from Kellen Marcus. He's actually an actor and a model. He's on the new web series, uh, New Year, New Us. Y'all go check that out on YouTube. But he had a couple of things he wanted to say about the whole T.I., Nipsey Hub, so Lauren London situation. So we're going to play a couple of clips right now. Yeah, go ahead. And I be hearing about what they talking about with Kodak Black, and, and I agree, like, the, the timing was off. Probably should have waited a few months, you know what I'm saying? But let's just be 100. That man ain't said nothing that y'all been saying when they was alive. So I'd rather him say while the man gone and give the man respect and maybe wait a little bit longer. But like, That's true. now y'all trying to act like, oh, y'all ain't never made the comment of, oh, I'd talk to her if she was to this and she was to that. If she was to give me a shot, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to take her through there. But now all of a sudden, because the dad and somebody say something, you want to try to take it as an opportunity to try to bully somebody or something, man. In behind they part in the back while they still breathing. Man, that man dead and gone. She gonna move on and y'all gonna be trying to take her next. Stop playing. <laughs> There's a lot of people out here that ride for Nipsey and they care about the movement and stuff like that, but let's just be 100. A lot of the people that's getting mad at these comments are people that did not with Nipsey at all. And I'm just be real. In Atlanta, I never heard anybody talk about Nipsey Hussle. Period. Like, none of that. In the clubs, they never played good music. And if they did, they cut off after, like, the hook. Why are we trying to act like we just so Nipsey? And then, if we are so Nipsey, why can't somebody just come to someone and be like, hey, bro, like, what's up with you? Like, hey, let me talk to you real quick. Like, what was, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's talk like men, not, oh, you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to do that. No, that ain't even what Nipsey was talking about. And that lets you know that the people that's doing that, y'all not really for Nipsey. Y'all are for the the notifications and getting likes and getting people to comment and make you seem like you just telling the truth. And you're not. Yep. So that's um what he had to say about the whole situation. I um I definitely we was again the pre fire night session we had outside the library earlier today. You was talking about how Nipsey did an interview saying how you should not pay attention to, you know, respond to corny people. Say, or yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody's a goofy. Right. And they say goofy things. Right. You don't put more attention on it. You let them be in a goofy area with all the goofies at. Mm. Like, T.I. put, like, let's say, let's say this. T.I. even making that video put way more attention on it than the... Absolutely. I, I seen that before I seen what Kodak said. Absolutely. So, to Nipsey's point, and if, and if you're really a Nipsey fan, or you really ride with Nipsey, roll with Nipsey, you know that already. Nipsey wouldn't send nothing about it. I watched Rebel Club in the day, and uh, they asked my Takashi Six Nine. He was like, uh, "You know, like I don't want to talk about that." For what? He a clown. A clown do stuff, do clown things. You know. What yeah. I, mean? I respect that about him. He was, you know, how you say you want people to be all the way across the board. He was one of those people. Yeah. That's just my opinion, though. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm not gonna lie. The, the, the two clips you played, you, you, I mean, I agree. I agree with some of it, but they they were kind of respectful a little bit too. And they sitting there like <laughs> F, F on her, and pretty much like she gonna move on. Like, bro, it's, it ain't been a week yet, bro. You gotta relax. Like, I don't know if she gonna move on because I, I don't know how that. I don't. Know, I never. I yeah, never, that's it. I mean, but but to the token, I do agree with the fact of a lot of these people that's trying to trying to sun. Kodak are the same people that they yeah. people have been trying to holler at London while she was in a relationship. Yeah. You, we, might, we may not have known about it, but I'm just saying I'm sure she's gotten hollered at by a lot of quote unquote Nipsey's associates. I mean, like I, I mean, said I again, I feel yeah. like I feel like rappers rappers disrespect married women, rappers disrespect um people in relationships. For instance, um the song um 
I think the name of the song, but he was talking about I got a crush on Angela Simmons down in the DMs. Yeah. I mean, she was in a, she was a whole engaged at the time. It was like that's a disrespect. That's disrespectful. Yep, people, rappers yeah. disrespect other people's women all the time. That's a good point. I guess <clears throat> most people look at it like, well, if the person live, that person can address it, or whatever. Obviously, who she is with, I don't think she he was going to address your Gotti. It's like a street guy and a regular guy. I don't think they're going to do that. But mm-hmm. um, that's a good point though. That, that's that's a good example to you. So. I mean, to me personally, like I said, I don't, I'm not defending Kodak because I feel like the comments were distasteful. Yeah, yeah, definitely, was for sure. Disrespectful. I'm not going to use that word, but distasteful, yes, definitely. But I feel like it was a private conversation. He just was live for whatever reason. Maybe he forgot. Maybe he don't care. I'm pretty sure he said, I'm pretty sure if we go through it live, he say things every day mm. that we wouldn't like. But since it's not addressed, then, you know, we, we don't know about it. But right now, people are still extra sensitive about the Nipsey. Yeah. So anything related to it, they're going to... But, like, I agree with you. Like, they're not but mad I, at... They're not mad at what he said about Long London. They're mad because it's disrespectful to Nipsey and he's not here no more. So. Yeah. So I, and, and, but, again, just start, I think... Just be real about it, though. Like, I would rather you be like, yo, I'm upset because it's disrespecting my dudes versus you trying to make it seem like, oh, I'm all standing... I'm standing for women empowerment. Like, you disrespecting a woman. Like, you no, stop it because you're being hypocritical right now. Because I could, I could name, like, three or four songs... <laughs> That's like, all right, bruh, all right, chill. Yeah, and it wasn't even like, and the thing about Kodak, what he actually said was, it wasn't even like he said that he was going to like have sex with her or whatever like yeah. that. He uh was basically like he would he would holler at her, just give her a couple years. He would holler at her. He'll be the. I mean, it was real disrespectful in the fact that he was like. Oh, I'll be the shoulder that she can cry yeah, on that, and that, stuff that, like that. Yeah, that was the yeah, disrespectful yeah, part. Yeah. Like you gonna be the shoulder that she can cry on because her man's dead. Like it's like you it's like you already kind of her. You yeah, already, and it's like con, the day after pain. he died. Like, come on, bro. That was the bad part about it. But in all real, in reality, like it's people out here that's doing worse than that. Mm-hmm. It's people out here. I think I feel like the 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 reaction for Kodak Black is like over exaggerated. And I, it's gonna it's gonna just blow over uh, eventually, like all things do in yeah. the world of social media. I know, I know we in that cancel culture, so everybody trying to cancel. So like even with the radio, to touch on that a little more, people saying, "Oh, we're not playing the songs on radio." And the thing is, like that to me is like BT telling me we're not playing we're not playing this person's videos no more. I never in the last five, maybe maybe seven years, went to BT to find a video. And that's the thing. Like <laughs> I was just talking about that the other day. Like as far as with the uh, with the radio station cutting, uh, saying they're not gonna play Kodak Black song- songs anymore. Like, okay, I mean, radio is not even like a main income stream anymore for artists. So, so what? Like, shout out to Nisi Brown. She said it's definitely <laughs> over exaggerated. So I agree. They were exaggerating um, that situation and making it bigger than it's supposed to be. To get canceled though, like we can't. You gotta think we canceling people for touching little girls. Mm-hmm. And compare it to this, really? You know what I'm saying? Like that, even that in this form yeah. itself is kind of wild. But like the threshold of getting canceled is is very low, depending on who nah, you ask. I, I'm not even. I'm not for cancel culture. I feel like it's cancel culture it is crazy, man. It's crazy. Whatever they don't like at the moment, that's what's canceled. I just want, what, this, is, this is what I want. Though. I want the next time Ti does something that's out of pocket, or the game that does something out of pocket tomorrow. To keep the same energy. <laughs> well, keep the same exact energy. When somebody try to address y'all on social media. Oh, yeah, you bugging. I'm tripping. I was trying to do something. All right, back to what I was saying. <laughs> I was saying I, the next time Tr or the game does something that's that's out of pocket, 
Um, I want them to keep the same energy. Like I want, I want when somebody address y'all on social media or when people try to counsel y'all or whatever, keep the same energy. Well, I feel like a game. He gonna ride the wave anyway. Game has always been that person that's one. Uh, he needs attention. His music is not as bad. It's just that he always sells his music or anything he doing based off controversy or based off a beef. Mm. He never dropped and not had a beef ever. He hasn't. Well, he's never dropped a song and not mentioned names. Name yeah, drop. Like, that's what he's, he he's, he's like notorious for name dropping everybody under the sun. And uh, this is a guy who he's going to keep doing it. He, like we were just talking about earlier, he just name dropped like talking about the Kardashians and how he used to feed he just did worse than Kodak or something and yeah. like you you, like, you would have made a video crazy about disrespectful to like somebody who is his, supposed to be his former friend or his friend he even apologized to him in the song why would you even go that far and then apologize to that my guy my point exactly Attention. so you're trying to so you're trying to you're trying to reprimand somebody and you're disrespecting somebody else's wife yeah, it's corny Bye. it's corny but you know game is the same person that also cried on camera and said hip hop was, was dead and we need to Made all the beef and all that, and then went to go on and beef with rappers again. So, wow. yeah, he, got, he really cried on camera like tears and everything. I miss Game that. is that dude that would do that. He <laughs> Game is the person that loses a girl and try and send out a crying video just to get back with him. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but he okay if a girl put on social media because it get him attention. So he's cool with that. <laughs> so in other words, Game is Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> he the light skin Tyrese. That's light skin Tyrese. It's, it's something in that LA water, man. I don't know. <laughs> Got new going crazy over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so about the y'all know what time it is. Let's My talk about favorite it. segment, a fire and ice. Let's, let's talk about it. it. Yes. All right, so today's let's talk about it. Um, I thought it was interesting because. This actually has been a subject for a while now, but I've just kind of skipped over it. But I saw it again. I was like, yeah, maybe we should talk about it on Fire and Ice. Um, basically, a lot of, you see a lot of pro-black celebrities really about, you know, black power and everything like this. You see them going so hard for our rights and everything, which is great. I think that's fantastic. It's wonderful. However, <laughs> some people have a problem with who they choose to love. And when I say that, I mean that by the color of their skin. Recently, CNN reporter uh, Don Lemon, um, he got engaged. Now, his fiance is I mean, white. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Don, <laughs> Lemon, Don, Lemon, Don is gay. I mean, we know that already. But his, his fiance is white. So, but he's, it's, it's different other people, celebrities that, again, are very pro-black, but they have white significant others. So, the question is... Can you be pro-black and marry or be in a relationship with somebody that's white? Like, can you do that? Is that possible? Is your credibility shot as a pro-black activist if you're married or dating someone that's white? What do you think? As a doctor of race relations. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, Wow. Had to bring it. had Had to bring it full circle. Uh, I think that it can be done, but you're losing. You're gonna lose a lot of your most hardcore listeners. You, it depends on what your message is, really. I don't think you can have like a, a super ultra like pro black message and day outside of your race. Uh, but if you're just quote unquote woke, 
or whatever. I think it can be it can be done, and you can spread some good information. That's a good point. Like how 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 pro black are you? Because mm. like, there's like, levels to this. Like Dr. Umar one time, well Umar, I'm calling Mr. Umar now. Yeah, like, Mr. Dr. Umar. Mr. Umar was in a breakfast club one time. I, I would play that clip of him saying how envy or whoever he was on envy. Everybody always just envy, and he was saying how he shouldn't have let his, his son bring a white woman home because <laughs> the, the craziest reasons because she can't understand his struggle. Mm. So you shouldn't bring a white woman home because she can't understand your struggle. Not because she can't love you, you know, unconditionally, but because she can't understand your struggle is enough for you to leave her alone. Mm. And me personally, I feel like this. If I'm if I'm going to be in love with somebody, they don't have to understand my struggle. They just need to love me back. And match it or overmatch it or whatever, but unconditional love is fine. You ain't got to understand my struggle. Like that, I don't think that has anything to do with you loving me. Like you can, you can try to understand me. Mm. My struggle as a black. Like I don't think I think that's a cop out to just not be. Just say you are racist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just say you don't like white women. You know what I'm saying? Don't make mm. me not like white women because they're not my struggle. That's, um, I'm gonna play a clip from Sit Down with Slim. Um, from who? Sit Down with Slim. That's oh, name. okay. Yeah, I thought you said some Muslim name. I ain't know <laughs> no, Sit Down with Slim. Shout out, um, to, shout out to Slim, man. Um, I want to play a clip from his because he talked about this subject. So I want to play a clip. And like the head, head go. <laughs> and I just had, yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I just had to smile about it. She's got to learn that you can personally be on your black power, know your black history, uh-huh. uh, support your black uh, leaders, support your black uh, music, support your black artists, and everybody support everybody black businesses. Yeah. But if you're going to be out here on the forefront banging and wearing a dashiki, you can't have a wipe on your arm. That's not going to work. Wow. That's a a white B I T C H, not even a woman. So we already know he going out with that. But wow, um, I will say this. Um, to a degree, I definitely agree with that. I feel like if you're always trying to ridicule people for not being as woke as you are, and then you got a white person on your arm, then there's a problem with that. Hold on, Don Lemon woke. He's, he's no, no, no. I'm not talking about Don Lemon. I'm. But I thought- Okay, I'm okay. I'm 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 lost. Yeah, no, I had said I said somebody. I'm not oh, okay, when I okay. when I mentioned Don Lemon, I was just saying because that's what that's the story I saw recently, and somebody was asking the question about the pro black versus white. So I was like, that's like the tenth oh, okay, time okay. I seen the questions. I was like, well, we gotta talk about it. I then, thought we so. talked about that with um, Childish Gambino. Remember, yeah, he, he married somebody white. He made that song "Stay Woke" and "This Is America." Uh huh. I thought we talked about it before. I, I thought Don Lemon did something. I I I ain't even I guess I ain't looking to it too much. But. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I had like I said the reason I brought Don because like I said he was the recent engagement that I saw, and then the person he's with is white. So I was like, okay. So and I saw that question again because I've seen it several times. I mean, mm, okay, it's yeah, always a question. I think Don Don Lemon falls in that category of what I was talking about earlier. Like I don't consider Don Lemon like pro black. Um, I think that he's he is aware of all the black issues and he sees the problems with them and he can talk about them and he's uh, well-versed in black issues, but I wouldn't consider him somebody who's so pro-black that it looks like they're a hypocrite because they have a white partner. Yeah. Um, I think he also, to me, try to be fair when he do his... Um, I think he's, he's, he's aware of what he says mm-hmm. and how it's going to be construed. So I think now, I think he be tiptoe. Not tiptoe. I think he... he He's careful what he says a lot of time because he knows the perception he had a couple years ago when he saw that Black Lives Matter. I think him and Tyler Kweli got into it or something like that. Mm-hmm. That kind of gave him a bad rap, but <clears throat> I just think you have to be careful again. Like I said, if you're if you're so out there again, we if, the problem becomes when you're trying to always like Mang says, son somebody. Like I said, when you're quest constantly trying to make somebody 
do something you want them to do. Like but if, you, but you're doing the opposite, and that's when it becomes a problem. It's like, okay, bro, like I'm not. Why was I listen to you? Right, right. Like if you, if you, if you're, if you're pro black to the level of like a, a Hebrew Israelite on the corner of Bronx <laughs> in the Bronx type of woke, then I don't see you. You, you shouldn't have a white girlfriend or yeah. a partner or whatever. Um, but I would not, I, like to me, I'm thinking about yeah. People keep thinking about whether you should have a white girlfriend or not. I'm trying to figure out what a white girl want to do with a pro black person. Like, like yeah, somebody, anyway, like, that's super woke. Like, imagine every day hearing that. Like, fam, like there's no way you could get get aroused by him. Like, he, he talk about you every day, pretty much. You know, you are my oppressor. You know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of, imagine, imagine <laughs> who knows like. what goes on in those types of bedrooms. I don't know. Some they some might role playing. That that's might that on. might turn them on. Like they like you. <laughs> You, oh, I'm not gonna say it, but yeah. So but I, I feel like if you got a certain influence, and let's say you with somebody that's white, like I don't know why that would take away from your influence. Now, if you just out here chastising people for not being woke or trying to recruit, or you're a Black Panther, it's a little different. Yeah, they were going a little hard. You know what I'm saying? They were going harder than most people. So, yeah. but yeah, as far as just being a, like in this day and age, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. Let me but, read I mean, a couple of comments here. Uh, Daniel Wells says, I think so. I think, um, I don't believe one has to do with the other. And again, this is going to question of, uh, can you, can you fight for or talk about black power while dating or married to someone who is white? And she'll say, I think so. I don't believe one has to do with the other. Do I have to be married to a woman to fight for or empower women? Nope. Why is race any different? And then Derek Dunn says, yes, you can, as you have no control over who you fall in love with. Black excellence was taught to me by a black woman from an early age, and I teach my wife the same. While my wife happens to be white, it doesn't stop me from being pro-black. A couple of comments there. Um, Again, to me, personally, I feel like um, you can marry who you want to marry. You can be with who you want to be with. That has I have Because me, personally, I'm never going to come at you with some... um, I'm never going to be that person that's going to be trying to bring you to the black side. I mean like this far like trying yeah. to always trying to black this and black that. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud of I'm proud of being black. I'm proud of the things um that my people have accomplished. But I'm never gonna look at you if, if you decide to date somebody that's outside our race. I mean, okay, long as he cool. Or as long as he cool, whatever. I mean, as long as they ain't hitting on you, you know what I'm saying? I mean it's, it's I'm cool, whatever. So I mean, I just feel like people people just need to at the end of the day, just live their own lives and mind their business. At the end of the day, um, and that just again that just goes for both sides. I just feel like again, if you were so always trying to preach, you ain't woke because you got them people that's really you got people that really try to make black people feel like they're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. I know a couple of people like that. Like I know a couple of people that just make you feel like just because you don't agree with the same thing that they agree with as far as the extreme side of being pro black, it's like you're always wrong. And I yeah. just feel like what's wrong with you, like. What's like? Why are you always so rah rah? I get that. I get that on Facebook a lot of times when uh when I engage with people on topics or on uh or conversations about certain things that involve the black community or that affect black people, in particular like politics and things like that. Especially with the election year coming up, you got people out there who are trying to pick a side right now who they're going to back uh, whatever politician it is. And I'm in the party. I'm like, I don't like none of them. Like, I don't like nobody who's who's stuck their head up right now. I don't like any of them. And then they're like, oh, well, oh, how could you not like such and such? Or or how could you not like this person where they're, they're that or this? Or they want reparations. 
and they want this or that. I'm like, I don't care. Those those issues, I don't care about none of them issues right now. Sidebar. I'm glad you said that. I want to say this. This might sound dumb, but oh well. You know a lot of people say they don't trust the government, right? Yeah. So y'all want money from the people you don't trust? Like the reparations would come from the government, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. They, they would. Up. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm just saying, like y'all just they y'all, come from the reparations will be pulled from tax money. I'm I'm just throwing it out there. Y'all just saying y'all don't trust the government. The government kills everybody, and then you y'all want y'all still, but y'all still want to be taken care of by the government. Okay, continue your argument. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> just want to throw it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, they, I'm like, I don't like anybody whose whose head popped up, and then people just get they have gotten mad at me because I said I don't like any of the candidates that are out there right now, and that's I, that's definitely a, a bait. When as soon as when somebody say reparations, it's like, oh yeah, we got to vote for this person. Really? Like, come, like y'all, y'all really? Well, they know how to get the black vote. Give me your money. But they're all vying for it right now. Every candidate that's uh, running for the Democratic office or running for the Democrat side right now is saying reparations. Oh, they and they're either not they're talking about it or they're being asked about it. What do you think about reparations? Do you think that black people should get reparations? And then the way they answer it, like I've seen people say, "Oh, Beto O'Rourke says that he is not for giving reparations, but he's for it being studied." And they're like, "Cancel Beto O'Rourke!" Like, God damn! <laughs> like, and is that quick? It's like reparations. I don't even remember this being an issue in the elections, like ever. Like it's always been something that's been bought up, but it's never been like an actual pivoting issue. And now we want to run this issue for our candidates when we're trying to get out one of the most toxic presidents in American history. Mm. Now we want to run this against our Democratic people and, and separate and have nasty fights over reparations. How about we just focus on somebody who can beat him and get him out of office? You know what I mean? That's yeah. the person that I like. I like somebody who can get the, the idiot out of office. Forget about all the extra stuff. <laughs> that's, that's where I stand with that. Yeah. But uh, and and then I mean I run into that that issue a lot with uh people, and especially when it comes to race, when it comes to politics, it just gets crazy. And um, and people have such like hard ideas. On on racial uh, shoot racial politics yeah for real so I mean love who you want to love be with who you want to be with and mind your business and that's really what that's how I feel about that yeah, yeah like I said if I'm in love I don't care what anybody else is saying you love yeah, me that's an if no oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I was like what nah but um nah see and to me it just wouldn't matter I don't care but because you're in love you you ain't care what else yeah. is saying. I tell you in love, you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't listening to nobody anyway. But they tell you right or wrong, you in love, you think about that, that's it. So, point blank period, um, I don't think it matters beyond with you. But, and if you got a message to give out, like, can anybody tell me, you know, tell somebody, well, you can't be entering that pro black society? If, like, it's the internet, if you say you're pro black, you're pro black. Mm. Pro white, you're pro white. You KKK, you KKK, whatever you, whatever you want to be, the internet allows you to be it now. A you doctor, gangster, you gangster, a doctor. <laughs> you been saying Dr. T for how long? I'm, I, I didn't know he didn't have a he. He had a certificate. He just said it one day and said, "All right, cool. That sounds good." No, I, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody questioned it. I want to read this post to you guys and see what y'all think about this. Um, this post has been going around for for a couple of days now. There's a Nipsey hustle in your own city that you don't even support. Oh boy, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> where is he? Man, crazy. <laughs> I, and I, I kind of got upset because the people I thought were going to share it is everybody who shared it. I'm like, my guys, but come on now. 
Um, I, I'm like I said, I'm a big, I was a big Nipsey fan, mm-hmm. and I, I'm destroyed over it too. Um, but let's let, let's just be clear. It's so some people are one of a kind, you know what I'm saying? And he he he, he to where he is to L.A. That's where he was to L.A. Mm-hmm. And, and and I, I appreciate everything he did for them. Um, here I would pause at Nipsey being here, like I said, I just said Augusta. I mean, come on, I, what you saying, a father? Because there's a lot of fathers out here. That's, that's what you're saying. Light skin and braids. Light skin and braids. Bony. A lot of those. Uh, rappers. A lot of those. Like, what are we really saying? Because I, I hope they ain't talking about impact. That's what they're talking about, man. Nah, it's not a lot of them here. And I, I mean, if it is, I just don't know. But Nipsey uh, touched, the, touched the world. We got to remember that now. So who from Augusta here is touching touched, the world? Touched the world like that. You know people local. You know they're famous. Stop it. You know they're famous. They, I, if they, if they're they, a star. I understand touching Walton Wade, Hester McBean. No. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Wade, that's, that's a big stretch. That is, I, I that's give, a pretty big stretch. You. Now I give it to you. You going from the bottom to the wrong turn. All right. That's, <laughs> I love it. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. But let's, let's just be clear. No, it's not. And if it was, we would appreciate it. But it's, it's just not. I'm just. I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna give the room. Augusta doesn't have no Nipsey hustle. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I mean, I love my Augusta artists. But I don't know who put that on y'all <laughs> on the social media. But please, please don't feed into that. Do as do follow your dreams and and do what you want to do and execute your plans. Don't try to be the next Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle. Be the next you. Hmm. Um, I don't know why people always do that. It's like when somebody dies, they want to just throw these grandiose statements and things like that. Nipsey was a, a great guy. And he did a lot for his community, but we don't just don't have that right here right now with rappers in particular. If you want to try to like make a direct comparison, we don't have that here right now. Uh, a lot of the rappers who even come up here end up going to Atlanta. I was gonna say that if, it, if we did have one, he tried to go to Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I want to say let's let's just, let's just, let's talk about it because we got twenty minutes. Let's talk about the grand, grand scheme of things. Okay, so rappers out here. And I always talk about this because I, I, I'm cool with most of them, a good bit of them, but they they hate me for my opinion. If from what Nipsey was doing, first of all, we're talking about first of all, we're talking about a real, a real person, so somebody that's really in the streets. Mm-hmm. That cuts half the rappers already. That's from Augusta. Right. They're not really in the streets, and most of them, no disrespect, live in good neighborhoods, and they, and, they, and stuff they are doing, they don't have to do it. They doing it because it's cool. Right. It's not, it's not a means of survival. It's the means of trying to look cool because I want to be a rapper. Right. So that's that's that cut another third of us. And now now we got what three rappers left. Maybe, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and even even still, we think about those rappers. They not bringing nothing to the community. Like they they trying to get money, so they they throwing these parties and stuff, mm-hmm. overcharging so they can make their money. It, it's more selfishness than, than than being selflessness. You know yep. what I'm saying? Um, and if you want to say why Nipsey died, you want to blame it on something. You can blame it on selflessness rather than selfishness. Mm-hmm. Um, even for what I hear, he didn't bring a bodyguard. He just he was doing a good deed. People think people forget that part of. It being said, he was doing a good deed. Somebody he was with, I don't know if you know the story, but somebody he was with um, got just came out of jail doing 20 years. Mm-hmm. He didn't notarize his security. He just went, went to the store, went to give him clothes so it didn't go look good to his family when he mm-hmm. seen him. Yeah. So people keep saying, why you have a gun? Why you have a gun? I did it 20 years. I'm not going to have a gun on me. I'm sorry. I did it 20. Right. Like, I don't want to touch a gun ever. Right. Um, <clears throat> but he's doing a good deed. You you really find people here that's going to do good deeds without something in it for them anyway. Or, or, the, or, the, or they're always going on social media talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, well, it's a camera day. They live the whole time. Right. So we, we, you know what? If it was Nipsey, we, we had that footage too because he'd been live the whole time. Yeah, we had to get the footage on a surveillance camera. 
Which and I talked about that too. TMZ gonna pay for that because like I, I made a good point. It's like if, if Nipsey's store got a footage, they can't put it out because the police gonna seize it, obviously. Right. For mm-hmm. the case. So TMZ is gonna be smart and be like, okay, cool. This store's here, but what's across the street? Because I know they got I'ma pay them the money and give me the footage. Most mm-hmm. likely they're gonna they gonna take it. Ding, we get footage. That's only got that one little granny footage from across the street. Because the police probably sees the rest of that stuff. Right. You know what I'm which is fine. But um, back to the cussing thing. So we got to take account for that stuff. I think people want to say it because it sounds good. Right. If you mean just somebody talented, yeah, we got talented people here. I'm not going to lie and say we don't. We definitely got talented people here. But as far as a Nipsey, I mean, that's just, it's just a different breed, like different reach. He was doing something for that city and, and for the culture. Most people from here are doing stuff for themselves. Absolutely. And for mm, local absolutely. fame. That's that's the main thing. Like local fame. They're doing it for that. They want to throw the, the party in Augusta. Or, or whatever, so they could be the best party. They don't be the care about. In the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're not taking that money and putting it back and like, okay, we're gonna do this and, and, and do this community, or we're gonna stop this gang violence. No, they're not doing that. Right. You know and so I, I don't want to see that. And then, like I said, <clears throat> we talking about somebody that's really out there in, in, the, in the heaps of it. So LA is a real gang culture area. Right. So he really out there doing whatever he had to do, whatever. But to get back to the community, a lot of people don't do that. And I said he did it. You so. hit the nail on the head. Basically, people are a lot of people are doing stuff for self. That's that's a good that, that's that's pretty much what it is. And, and we I, don't work out here. We go to Atlanta and see what we can do for ourselves, so we can uh, ish on Augusta for not letting us do our stuff. Yep, that's how it go. <laughs> you get a nice apartment up there. You, you, stuff is going okay for you. Right. First thing they put, man, I'm glad I left. Da, da, da. That's all good. But I'm just saying that that's that's what we have. We have those people. That's what we got in in every uh, neighborhood in Augusta. But nobody gonna be honest about that though. So it sounds good to say. I mean, I, I get the gist of it. You mean like somebody, if, if you're saying we got a Nipsey meaning somebody you can support now that you're not supporting, I agree with that. Mm. But when I think about who Nipsey is, we don't, yeah, I think we don't the, have that the, here. The totality of who Nipsey was, we, don't we have definitely that here, don't no. have that. But do we have somebody we can support right now you're not supporting? It's most definitely. It's probably somebody right now I'm not supporting that I probably could support. But I support everybody. But I'm right. just saying I could support harder that I'm not. But if they go, I'm like, damn, I got this, I got that. It's probably so. But Nipsey, come on. That's just, I just felt like that was a rage. And that was a stretch. Life is about reaches right now, man. Life's about reaches and blaming the government. So come on, stretch Armstrong. <laughs> One more post I want to read real quick. Um, which I I do agree with. I wish living brought us together like death does. And I thought that was powerful because um I think about my family a lot of times, you know, when we um of course have funerals and stuff, and you don't really see not saying families you don't get along with. I'm talking about people like you really your family that you jail with. Hmm. Um, you know, I say that a lot because I'm like you you miss a lot like a lot of stuff sometimes and like I said a lot of times I don't see my cousins for like maybe years or whatever until somebody passes away so I wish a lot of times we would celebrate each other more while we're alive and we can enjoy the celebration versus uh, people celebrating people's lives that have gone on um, so I definitely agree with that statement not just with family I think we're friends too like again I I um I posted something about Maine the other day because again not only do I see him as a business partner. Um, he's my partner on this show, and he's also uh, like a mentor to me too, because I, I didn't know about podcasting. Like I learned yeah, from him. Yeah. So, but at the same time, he's my friend, and he's somebody I consider a friend. So I feel like I'm gonna give him his flowers while he's here, where he can enjoy them. Like when he gone, I mean, his mama gonna say, "Oh, that was nice," you know what I'm saying? But yeah, he yeah, can't yeah. enjoy it. You know, his girls will be like, "Oh, that was nice of you to say to my daddy," but may yeah. not gonna you know really feel feel it because he's gone. So I feel like it's important. We need to do better with cherishing each other's lives. I did like lives. that, though, because um, what you had said, like, I, I don't, I never care about credit like that, but people always, uh, they, like my mom said today, she was like, well, before you did it, who was doing podcasts? I never heard of it. This was today. Mm. I was like, I don't know. 
when I said I wouldn't do it, I just started doing it. I didn't look, you know, research. I could say, I could say and tell you that nobody was doing it for. I don't know. Be honest, I, 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 don't, I didn't look at that stuff. Right. But I know that when I did start, and I seen some people, they it, the, the term radio was really popular. So it would be Carlton Clay Radio, mm. such and such radio. And then I say about two months after I started, I seen people change it to podcasts. Mm. So that's, all, that's all, all I can go off of. But to me, yeah, I mean, I appreciate what you had said because a lot of people don't know that like I, I produce and I, I'm like it's multiple shows I'm, I'm doing. Right. And um, I, I don't brag about it, you know it's, it's, shows, it's shows I do that I'm not even on it. Like I just. But the I thing is with that though, again, like Chris was saying, you let your work speak. When your yeah, work speaks, yeah. people speak of that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you do. Like you don't have to. You don't have to big yourself up. There are sometimes we have to, you know, ish on people because people try to play you. But there, most the majority of the times, if you just do your work, people will speak on it. So yeah. Uh, become known for what you do instead of uh, other things like for image and everything like that. You have uh, artists out there right now who are complete opposite of that where they're known for their antics and they're known for yeah. their the crazy things they do to their body or their face, the tattoos they put on their face, etc. Or they're known for saying something crazy on Instagram. But they're supposed to be rappers. And I'm like, I can't even name like one song that you've done. Uh, like... When Takashi was out, Takashi Six Nine, I I didn't even hear about his. I didn't hear any of his songs, and I mean, I may not have been this most up on him because he looked like a clown anyway, a clown dude. I don't really deal with clowns when it comes to rap, but I didn't hear his music until after he was like all that controversy with him going to jail and stuff like that. Then I heard his songs, and I'm like, really? Like what? Like I didn't. I still didn't get the hype, but uh. It's just like make good stuff, make good things, do do dope things, mm-hmm. and then worry about the rest of the stuff later. So I mean, people get too caught up in all the other extra. I agree, and I do want to say some. Um, also, with the living thing too. <clears throat> One thing I noticed, like from at least for me, my family, I don't know if everybody family different. When I was younger, I remember we used to do like family reunions a lot, mm-hmm. and it kind of it dried out. Now we don't do them. That's another. That's another like. Uh, point to that because like when I would come down I see family I ain't never known or mm-hmm. seen you had these stories everybody together it's a celebration and I don't think we had one since like 08 or 0, probably yeah probably like 07 so like 12 years now yeah. and it's like when family do go you, you know you say things but it's like yo, I ain't seen her in like, ten, like 9 years yeah. and she lived 30 minutes from me I think the thing with that is too I was having this conversation with with Kendra, I think. I think the thing is too, because I mean, again, we're in the age of social media, so it's like majority of your family's already you're on seeing, social media, you're so you're kind of yeah. seeing stuff already. It's not the same. I'm not giving a no, a, but, I get you but it's like still, it's like it's it's kind of throwing away that whole because people already don't know how to interact in public anyway to with each other. Like we lost, we lost the art of communication face to face talking and everything. So I mean, you I always say I feel bad for the girls these days that um, or or, or I feel bad for the guys these days that don't have the that first uh, call when you call on a girl when you was younger, and they mom pick up the phone so you, or they dad pick so you hang up and you call back <laughs> and, until you until you get courage to say can I speak to such and such. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to do that when I was younger, and then I got to do that now. Now it's like everybody got a yeah. phone, so oh, yeah. follow my Insta. It's like you you seven, you know what I'm saying? Like you in second shoot grade. them a direct message. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like the courage there. Like I remember liking that that process of doing that, mm. and then you know. But uh, I wanted to ask you a question before we leave because I know. We had stopped asking questions to, to finish the show, but yeah. what, what's your process like um, when you? Because you say you did stuff for Double XL Hip Hop Weekly and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What's your process like when you know you get you booked or you know you set up uh, to shoot for somebody? How do you determine what you're going to do? 
for that person? Or do you determine it or they just tell you and you just fix it? Like how that how that work? Um a lot of times what happens is when I'm shooting for a magazine, it really depends on which magazine it is. Like it's a magazine called Obvious Magazine, uh based out of LA that I it was I did a fashion shoot for in Atlanta. Um the editor sent me a mood board and then from that mood board it's like, okay, he'll have certain pictures and then it'll have words on it or whatever. And it'd be like, okay, my the inspiration should be uh I think at the time it was like Lana Del Rey, uh flowers and like the color orange, like something they give you these real vague things and then from there they give you these pictures and then from there you can just kinda glean together what you wanna do with it and make yeah. it your own. Um, that's how it works usually for fashion magazines when you get hired by them. But for like uh the source like a double XL and stuff like that, typically for those type of magazines, um, if you're getting a direct hire from them, they'll send over a sheet with uh with information of looks. It's not necessarily they won't send over pictures, but just like a description of what they're looking for. Okay. Um same thing with like upscale magazine, et cetera. But uh, if it's just like an editorial story, say you didn't get hired by the magazine to do it, but you did the pictures of the artist and the artist is being featured, at that point it's just like whatever you did with the artist is just going to go in the magazine because of the strength of what the artist management team was able to get done okay, for them. Okay. So it's not really, I mean, everything is pretty organized, um, but I just feel like whatever you do or, or, or however they want it done, just make sure that it's something that you're doing from your heart as opposed to something that you're trying to look and copy, you know? Yeah. Um, as long as you're doing it from your heart, I don't see any issue with uh with any, how anybody comes creatively. And if it's it's dope, I mean, that's it. I, I don't, <laughs> if it's whack, then I don't know what to <laughs> tell you, man. man. So, and I also, I, cause I didn't ask this in the thing. So besides uh, f- photography, like, do you do anything else? Is that like your main thing, your main job? Like that's what you're able to just eat off of? Or do you work somewhere else in the midst of that? No, I have a day job. A lot of photographers, uh, modern photographers right now, I have a day job. Uh, it's really difficult to make a living as a full-time photographer in 2019. Um so a lot of photographers out there, they do have day jobs, and they do have extra jobs. Um, so, I mean, trying to run a photography business in a city like this is going to force you into a few different avenues where you'll have to be able to uh, adjust if you're a guy like me. Like, I don't shoot a lot of weddings, and I don't do a lot of uh, – well, I don't purposely – do a lot of family work and kids work and senior pictures and stuff like that. I mean, I do I do a lot of them, but um, I don't seek them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really post what I love to do and get business from people seeing that. So a lot of times what happens is people end up saying, hey, do you shoot families or do you just shoot models or do you just shoot this or that? Or do you? could you take pictures of my kids or anything like that? And I have to be like, yeah, well, I can take pictures of your kids. That's not a problem. Um, and they never really ask for reference work because they just go off of the strength of what they've seen on my website. Yeah. They know I can shoot. So that's a lot of how it works for me as far as how I get my business. Now, if I was to go full-time, I would have to change how my brand looks because I would have to uh, cater my brand toward this city. I would start shooting weddings. 
my website would change to a bunch of families and kids and stuff like that. Yeah, what's the website, by the way? We can get that. Uh, my name, ChristopherArmstead.com. Uh, K-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-A-R-M-S-T-E-A-D.com. And then also, because um, I, I, this question was going to my mind, but I know we, had, we didn't have the time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, you also said if you went, went full-time that you were catered to this city, right? Yeah. As opposed to if you went full-time, you'll move to Atlanta. Why, why, why not say that? Well, if I went full-time doing what I want to do, I would move to L.A. or to Atlanta or I don't want to say New York because that's still a little bit of a stretch because it's real expensive to live there, barely New Jersey. But uh, I would move to a bigger city if I went full-time doing what I want to do. But if I just wanted to be a full-time photographer and quit my day job, I would have to cater what pays mm-hmm. in this city. Yeah, I just made a good point because I was talking to somebody earlier um, in Atlanta. And um, she mentioned something. I just said I, went, I was going to do a live about it sometime this week. But I was telling her, she was like, yeah, because for what you do, you should just come up here, da, da, da. And I'm like, I mean, I get it because it's a bigger city. I get it. But like I said, I'm one of the people that always push that if you a hustler, you can hustle. That's just it. Like, right. if you a hustler, you can hustle no matter what turf you want. You, That's, you I, had to, yeah. I had a conversation with somebody today, and, um, too. So, And, and she, she didn't get it. She was like... Well, I'm like, I'm not trying to argue because it's, it's not a bad thing. I'm just telling you, right. like, me personally, how I am, I feel like you probably can make money in London here, but if, I want, if, I want, if I'm a hustler, I can make money here, make money here. I'm, I can't make an excuse of where I'm at. Or you just cater, if you as a hustler, you cater to where you at, like he said. Right. I think, and also, it just depends on what you want, too. So, I mean, like I said, if you, if you want to do that market at Atlanta, then cool, but I, I agree with you. I feel like you can make things work happen where you at. So and I think people be forgetting that this is a retirement city. I hate to say it like that, but this is a retirement city. Mm-hmm. So the kids be like, "We can't turn up here. We can't turn up here." Yeah, your grandma's down here for a reason. Like, that's <laughs> why I came down here. To my grandmother, she lived in your all her life, well, most of her life. Mm-hmm. She's from here. Left like twenty years old. Came back at sixty something, and she been here ever since. That she wanted to come back home. This is like what she wanted to lay down. She wanted to die here, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, so whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's a retirement city, so. You going if you want to cater to something, you need to cater to older people. <laughs> they don't got the money, you know. <laughs> so that's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah, if you if you're really trying to make moves in your industry, no matter what industry it is, if it has anything to do with entertainment or with imaging or anything like that, you're gonna have to. And you want to live in this city, or you want to stay here, and you don't want to have to go in and 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 bear the brunt of living in a big city that, and everything that comes with it as far as the increase in competition. That's why I said that, The yeah. increase in the, the the price of living. If you don't want to have to deal with all that, you're going to have to – the other thing you have to deal with is traveling. You have to get out of the city. You're going to have yeah. to go do something somewhere else, um, or you're going to have to spread your wings or diversify your market mm-hmm. um, in some kind of way in order to make things connect or make things work for you if you're trying to excel in your career. Um I mean, I, like I just said, I just had a client come from Japan to shoot with me yeah, in Atlanta. That's crazy. So, <laughs> and I, I think too, but down here, like if you really like utilize all your counties, and it really is like, I know people think Jefferson County is a country. It, it's some urban places in there, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that look like city, like um, Louisville. But if you if you could touch all them bases, you probably can make you some money because them clothes out there, they 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 they're gonna pay to come see you know in them little small clothes out there. But it's just about you and your hustle. Yeah. Even if from a photography standpoint, it's like uh, cities like that, like uh, what people consider the country and stuff like that. I got ideas for the country, man. You know what I'm saying? It's so much space out there. It's so much space out there. And then on top of that, it's things that you could do that 
while they may seem mundane in a city like Atlanta, if you go take that same thing down to the country, you better yeah. believe that they're going to pay you money if you do your marketing and your advertising right. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be, I mean, it's easy pickings. Yeah. It's easy pickings. And then people down downgraded or they discount it because, oh, it's out in the boondocks. They got money out they there too. Money. Money, yeah. money is green out there. Right. Kind of, and they don't mind spending it either. They yeah. don't they mind spending it. They don't it. like to drive all the way to Augusta. They, they do that right. one time a week. So right. If, if they could they could stay in the area, they'd do it, trust me. Um, but this was dope, man. We got what a minute, 15 seconds left. Um it was a dope conversation. Great, great conversation. Um, and, and 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 the good thing is that um I, I found out that Doctor C B is not a doctor. Um, <laughs> but he is he is dead, so rest in peace to him. Yeah. Uh, I know that for sure. Doctor Umar, I don't like him anyway. I've been said that people. You have been. That, you have that, been that was a big that. post for me. Um, people agree with me. Like, yes, he was. He's he's a cornball too. Yeah. Uh, game is corny. Ti is corny. Uh, Kodak is disrespectful. I learned. I learned the phrase "sunning somebody." I learned that today. Yeah, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to get sun. Trust me, getting sun is not a good thing unless it's really your dad. <laughs> and even then, you're not gonna be. You're not gonna like nah, it. But you know, yeah, right. You, you, you'll take it from dad. You know, so right, not, yeah. not not want to be daddy. Right. With someone on his lip. Well, Christopher, thank you so much for joining us today, man. We yeah, really, no really appreciate it. I appreciate y'all reaching out, man. No doubt. We thank everybody for listening. Thank y'all so much, Power 104, uh, Round Here Radio, and 520 Radio. Thank y'all so much. And everybody listen to us on SoundCloud. Appreciate y'all so much. All right, man. We out. Fire, Fire nice. Nice. Peace. Uh, don't go live. Don't go crazy. Um, don't go live. Hit the line.